I'm just going to start recording now, and uh, this is the beginning. I can edit out whatever needs to be edited out. Wally, 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 Wally. The only way, only way I've run this campaign is if every intro song is the Gabagool song. <laughs> I, I also think at this point you don't have to scream or anything. It's no. picking everybody up pretty yeah. well, so just talk at your normal... Sweet. Uh, that is, that is something I can do. Yeah, Brian Tanner says it sounds great. Gary Mungle says it sounds good. All right, we did it, boys. Mix it with the strong We did it. We did it. Welcome, everybody. Uh, I'll do the I'll do the pre-show. Why you? Uh, okay. So this is our first live broadcast in what? quite a while. A long time. And we are live from Hunter and Sarah's game room in their uh, in their home. I'm actually location. coming from someone's basement right now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> are you? Le- oh, you actually are. That's true. For the first time ever. Not Where? Merle Haggard. Live from... <laughs> yeah. Merle Haggard is nowhere to be found, So as far uh, as I know. We'll just give everybody a quick introduction here before the show. I mean, obviously, you guys will see the introduction during the show. This is my head. I'm Shannon Young. This is all you get to see from me. Sorry. Uh, what is that guy? The guy that he would he would stroke the cat? Dr. Dr. Evil. No. Blofeld. No. Dr. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. Dr. Blofeld. A cat owner. Dr. Dr. Goldfish. Goldfish. Yeah. Jackal? No, it's Jackal. 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 The guy from uh, Inspector Jackal. Gadget. Dr. Claw. Dr. Dr. Claw. I can't hear you very well. Sorry. Dr. Claw. Okay. Claw. You know what? I'll, just take, I'll just take one headset off so I can hear everybody. Okay. Yeah, fuck your so, head. So, yeah. Uh, you got Tanner over here. <laughs> Tanner, of course, Big T. Lindsay. Hola. Got Double H over there. Uh, we got Cody at the end of the table. I should have oh. said something. I didn't. Now I'm interrupting Cody. And uh, right. live from California, he's not actually here, this is a hologram, the Kaz Man. It don't matter, none of this matters. <laughs> and then behind Tanner's head, you can see uh, Sarah, and the Tanner go the other way. And Jane. <laughs> Sarah said no. How's it sound? <laughs> Ooh. Oh, shit. Awful. <laughs> yeah, can do firm. What's that? Yeah, let's, not, let's not do that. Let's so that's the, wor- that. that's the worst it can be, so just... To let you know, it will never get that bad again. That's the best. Tanner can't take it. Tanner's down. He can't handle it. We got Tanner down. Uh, Fix him. Good looking out there. He was trying to save him. I thought one was gone. I was like, oh no. I you can not. tell which one of us has a kid. Right. <laughs> I got it. Cut. I did not enjoy that sound. Neither did I. Because I got it about a quarter second later. Yeah. This, you heard it once and then heard it again. Uh-huh. <laughs> I heard it in person. I didn't like it. Well, it's not good. All right. So we're going to be playing some Curse of Strode. 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 This is a new Halloween story. <laughs> the Curse of Lori Strode. <laughs> Cody, take over. Make him shut up. Stroking my goat. <laughs> Why has he got to be the special one? All right, well. Why am I special? Yeah, the words of uh, Jim Cornette. Thank you, fuck you, bye. I'm not playing it anymore. I'll see you <laughs> it was a good curse of Strode. <laughs> it was. Maybe the real curse was the friends that we made along the way. It was the Discord we tampered with along the way. <laughs> okay, let's see if I can still remember what we special. Do we want to do going full metal, man? I want to just elements. go full Dr. Even and say, no one gives a hot shit. Open your damn die. No, I'm My game is this fridge. <laughs> yeah, but who gives a fuck? <laughs> okay. No kids listening. I feel like we might get lost in the no 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 no, 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 no. Do you have the Doom thing on where you just have your hands on? Oh! <laughs> that was awesome. Set up a HUD. <laughs> just give you two guns and then you first person shooter. <laughs> What's this sound like? <laughs> Just throw it directly at the mic. No! <laughs> what does that sound like? Start chucking, Anybody go, oh. Start chucking these brand new metal ones. Oh. I think all those people that are listening are going to stop listening. 
Go start the leaf blower real quick. Tanner, hit him with the uh, grapefruit technique. Uh, no. no. Yeah, you forgot the angel. There's an the angel, angel in there. Grip, 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 yeah. When I start the, uh, if I did start the leaf blower, it would probably sound like that little blow dryer that goes. Wet <laughs> 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 egg. You want yogurt? Get up at four, bitch. 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 All right. So we're about to start playing. <laughs> yeah, we sure are. All right. Uh, and only an hour later than we intended. Right. To. We started yeah. earlier. It'll be a short campaign. According to Cody, it'll be a short campaign anyway. Yeah, that's fine. So, all right. Uh, Hunter, are you doing the intro, or you just want Cody? I can, I can do Somehow the Somehow we will all die doing skill checks. I mean, yeah, yeah intro, and do. then hand it over to Colby. Colby? Colby. Colby Sanducky. Oh, that's a good alias. Y'all better get ready no to take some food with you, by the way. There's, it's happening. Oh, yeah, there's so But is food. it better than Ron Mexico? Because I got reminded of that this week. Ron Mexico. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> For some reason I thought we were going back to a Jesse story from no. the horrors of Perryville. Uh, I don't remember that name. I remember El Jefe, but <laughs> you boys want to go? Thank you. He runs the taco truck. Well, he stole the taco truck. You you boys. Oh, I tried to type Mexico. in Dungeons and Dragons Beyond, and it came up as Dungrons. Dungrons. Sure. Just do D and D, and it will pop up. It's okay, this campaign's now dumb. Like like, Wait, no, no, there's, there's an app. There's an app for that. I'm not talking about that. Jeez. Oh, there is an app, isn't there? Yeah. Can't do it this you the hard way. guys the same fucking room with dice. It's a disaster. Hey, he's the one that gets what happens when they only see each other in person <laughs> twice in a year and a half. Oh, one needs is just a, a sheet or a comforter. Comforter. Jesus Christ, oh. how many D6 do you have? All of them. <laughs> The you, got those, you got those Vegas guys. Like if yours goes bad, just reach in and grab eight more. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be 12. Cody, when you cast Meteor Storm, how many of these do you need? How's that sound? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that sounds like... He's just waiting for somebody to go, roll for damage. How many? <laughs> eight. Uh... I asked how many you need, and he said yes. I don't like that. <laughs> Well, there. That's a place where well, I do it. Well, He's well, definitely well. planning on. Man, the other day I was trying to do. Uh, so I'm, I'm doing the narration now for the play too. So I'm doing the character, but I'm also doing the narration for it. And uh, as I'm reading it, I'm like, I could do this like a like a Rod Serling kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Like I did like a kind of a deep voice, and then I was like, oh, I, think, I mean, that's not really the first. I could do like a <laughs> thing. And the longer I did Rod Serling, the more he became Ronald Reagan. <laughs> it was because you know I was, I was trying to do this sort of uh, tonight on a very special day. and the longer I went I was like well Nancy you know it was like wait a minute this is not it this is please, not the right one it's falling apart please tell me there's at least one part in the play where you go well well, 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 well tonight on a very special episode of Star Wars well uh, oh Jesus Christ well when, are you ready are well, we good We've been fucking That's good. Cool. All right, let's do it. We've never ready? been good. Sure. All right. You ready? Count oh, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta log into D and D. I gotta get a roll twenty. No, gotta roll twenty. No, you don't. No, all you gotta do is roll twenty of these. You don't got twenty. Oh, oh. Between all of us, we probably do. Bags. What happened? You see those bags right beside the to your two left there? Little ones. There we go. 
don't. Anybody who needs a bag, take these bad boys. When you, you said you want If that you one. don't need a bag, I, take I, a bag. I, yeah, yeah, I don't need a bag. Don't give a shit. There's a bigger one. There you go. You are leaving with one. And then I have three others in case anybody still needs another bag. Shannon's got a bag. I forgot he had a bag. But you got more dice now. He's got the unicorn bag. That's one of mine. I just threw his on it. Oh, is it? I mean, yeah. technically, I've got I've got a bag at home. Take his uh, green. It's a, you got, now you got another one. It's a mimic. Is it target? Chest. Oh yeah, you do. Have and a it's a uh, you open up the chest. And it's a it's a cloth bag, but you open the chest. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's cool. Dice tire the habit. Games. That's what. No. All right. Yeah, this little one was something I got for him. All right, we're about to we got the audio going. Video's good. You guys in chat. We're about to rock and roll. Why am I still wearing these? I can't hear anything. Yeah, I'm just wearing them like an asshole. Why are you doing this? Well, you know, you used to be a bitch. Cody, I used to be. It didn't even have the microphone piece hanging out. Shannon, I'm worried that the people in the chat don't think people can change. All right, I'm going to try to unplug something. There ain't nobody left. Everybody left. Oh, that's cool as hell. Okay, so are we good? Yeah, I like that. Still sounds the same for me. All right, because as I unplugged that, it spiked really hard. Like, it was going like... You changed the minor thing. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it's probably just the well, if you don't have a mic on, it shouldn't matter. Yeah, all right. Oh, oh we're 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 okay. Yeah. In the bowl? Yeah. yeah. It feels just like I'm in radio again. I'm being jammed like by a quarter second. It's perfect. I've missed it. I don't know. I just want to like that. Oh, yeah. Like the GameStop and Cape has an entire section. I also like the reassurance that I'm not balding because I can see the back of my head. I'm going... Because <laughs> if this was Dalton right now, I'd be sweating the whole time. <laughs> Fuck you, dumb. Alright. That's cold blooded. <laughs> no, it's totally unrelated, but wait, I'll wait. tell you later. No, I got, I got a whole separate thing going on. Oh, what happened with Dalton? Fuck him. Oh, okay, yeah, correct. Alright, yes. Are you okay? Yeah, no, I'm okay. good. Alright, let's do this thing. It would be weird to mention it on the stream. I'll tell you later. Oh, Alright, it's even better. Start it up. Hunter, uh, we're okay. going to be quiet. Hunter, you go when you're ready. Alright. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and welcome to another edition of PZ85 Plays. I am your host, Double H, and I hand it over now to your game master, Cody Sandusky. Hi, yes, I am Totino's Pizza Boy, and I'm here to bring you your pizza. <laughs> 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 ain't even delivery. That's <laughs> so hard. Uh, welcome yeah. to PZ85 Plays Dungeons and Dragons, or Dumpsters and Tenwits, however we want to do this on the Pazzo 1985 Network. We're playing Curse of Strahd. It's going to be a great time. I'm very excited. As you can see, if you're someone with uh, the visual medium engaged, we have all of us here around the table. We will start from my left, so work around. <clears throat> Double H. I, uh, Cody, if you want to get nuts, come to my place and see a pizza roll. Lindsay Wolfgang. Uh, this is going to go so poorly. <laughs> going. <laughs> Shannon Young. Ah, uh, yep. <laughs> the man himself, Tanner Young. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't now. And why did he come from California just for this? <laughs> <laughs> that boy can't even be delivered. California, cause I was really worried what he was about to say. Oh, I was I was expecting the intro to the OC, just California. Da, 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 Not when I heard "cut," I didn't know what he was going to say. Actually, right. I like that song a fucking yeah. lot. Yeah, that's, that's a good song. song. It's not like Blake Shelton or something. No, <laughs> far from it. Doesn't matter. That is not even close. Yeah. <laughs> also, way. the peanut gallery. Don't forget the peanut yes, gallery. Well, I mean, I, if the peanut gallery wishes to be included. in well, the hours mean. They can't see, Billy. The they can't gallery. see him in the audio, Cody. Oh, they can't. But can't they see him on the video? Yeah, but if someone's listening to this later, <laughs> why sure. would you? Sarah and Jane are also here. Yay! I would just like to point out that that song is by Phantom Planet. 
California. It's what are we good song? It's a good song. What are we doing here? Uh, we're recording. Um, <laughs> I figured we were just going to play with our... Uh, I thought you guys were just telling me. I guess that's what we were just going to play with our decks. Hey, how's this sound? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in case, you're, in case you're joining us on the podcast recording, you've missed so much audio testing. Oh, Cody, I wouldn't say they've missed it. Well, yeah, missed is a strong word. You weren't present for it, but we probably, wanna, we probably want to throw one more disclaimer in. Uh, uh, keep your volume... Keep your head near the volume knob because if the dice gets rolled... <laughs> yeah, just ride the game all night, all podcast. I oh, promise it'll be worth it. It will be worth something. Okay, so I feel like I just want to speed run through the introduction. You guys are just a Barovia. I don't give a shit how you got here. You decide. No. It's your problem. No. <laughs> do, the, do the DM, her. Do the story, Okay, so in case you missed last week's episode, I would encourage you to go back to at least give yourself a bit of a precursor for what you were working with. This is the Curse of Strahd campaign in Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. It's going to be real uh, dark and depressing, y'all, so be ready. We gave some trigger warnings in the previous episode of things you may encounter throughout this campaign. I will note that in this first episode, I don't believe you will find too many of those trigger warnings. Depends on how deep into this location or this scenario this group goes. But first, before we get into the dark and depressing, we gotta make you guys depressed. We gotta get you into Barovia. And I feel like, unless you guys have a, a, any other interjections before we get to the character introductions. You ain't gonna get Cody in that picture. Yeah, I'll nope. do it later. Don't try. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to be I was trying to be cute with it. it Cody, you moving? <laughs> Alright. Uh, for uh, the five of us, before we get started with character introductions and finding your way through the mists, do we have any questions or concerns? I mean, of those, probably several. Silence. So, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. How do you play this game? Not gonna lie, in my head, I was just thinking, all right, joke, joke, yeah. joke. <laughs> That's okay. No, no, no jokes. Okay. So for the five of us, I'll go ahead and let us do a brief introduction of each character. Go ahead and give us your uh, what's the D and D version of ASL? Uh, ASL race class. Oh. NRC. Give me your NRC. Hunter, you're first. Oh, uh, I'm playing uh, Rasmus Thomason, who is a half elven cleric. Okay, Lindsay, what you got? I'm playing Zephyra, who is an heir. I forget how we decided to pronounce this. Ganassi. Gen- Ganassi. Ganassi sorcerer. Shanu. Uh, I am playing the uh, human paladin Aiden Valmont. Bel- Holy shit! I almost got a suit immediately! <laughs> Juice, Bel- Juice Belmondo. Adrian Valmont. Aiden. Aiden. Okay, Aiden. This is the thing. No matter what you say, I'm going to say it's the wrong pronunciation. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I hate it already. Tanner, what are you doing? I I am uh, Alfred. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's a cursed image. Alfred is a. Uh, <laughs> Let me show it to the, the camera real quick. Is a seven foot tall. He started wood elf for some and I apparently was not involved. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not meant to be shown this way. Tanner deserves a chance to do that again. <laughs> Alfred, you're a wood elf ranger. Yes. Tall ass. A very tall ranger. ass wood elf ranger. And also my butler, Alfred. Aw. Okay. Ale. Alfred. <laughs> okay. Kaz, what are you doing? How are you breaking this game? I forgot to unlock my thing. So I am a. Come on, use your words. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Name is Bjorn, Blood Hunter, level one human. Uh, Capricorn. Capricorn. <laughs> I like long walks on the swamp beaches. Swamp beaches. Swamp beaches. All right. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go change the name yes. real quick and oh, it begins. Oh. Never heard Louisiana described so beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> the swamp beaches of Louisiana. Oh. 
killing stop. Lindsay. Stop. He's lived an awful, awful life. Yes. Yeah, it's it's, it's only going to get better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for the five of you, you have to find your way into the mist of Barovia. And I have an idea, I think, for most of you. Uh, it's probably gone now with all the dicking and faffing about we've done here. But sure. Did you say faffing? Faffing. About oh, that's the word you got stuck on? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought, too. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're going to go and order down this table. Uh, actually, no, we're not. We're going to go <clears> with the <throat> easiest ones here because there are a few of you who actually sought this out and uh, found their way here through, for lack of a better uh, phrase, actual altruistic means. We'll start with Lindsay's character. Zephyr. So, I have made my way here, because by profession I am a storyteller, and one of my better patrons has sent me on a mission to find him some darker stories of the macabre nature, and has paid my way through. <laughs> and that is indeed how you will make your way through the mist, or at least into the mists. You have found on the outskirts of a barren area in the Forbidden uh, Realm, or the Forbidden Plain, a uh, caravan. Seemingly warm, a little bit neutral. They're all human uh, people that you've encountered, but they look very well worn. It's a barrel-style uh, wagon that you were carried in, but as you expect in most of your travels, you pay a small fee. They load you up with any of your kit, and they start you down the forest path toward a destination with which you are unfamiliar. And that is where things fade out for you. How does Belmondo decide to get in here? Well, Aiden Valmont, yep. which is his name, <laughs> he uh, he also, for reasons he's keeping to himself for right now, he's the mystery character. He wanders in in search of someone. Um, he knows what this place is. He knows the stories. Uh, but he is a monster hunter by trade. And so he goes in thinking he's got things under control and he knows what he's up against. Um, but he's looking for someone. Yeah. And actually, that someone whose name is not revealed to us yet, but I think we may have lined up in the near future. Yes. Calls out to you in a dream. Before you start your way to the mist of Barovia, you hear that voice calling out saying, Aiden, I need you. I need help. What you seek is here. Find me. You wake up. You feel a pull, whether it be supernatural or otherwise, toward the nearest forest path that you can find. And you walk in. And that's where you fade out. That's my laptop. I'd like to think that uh, as I walk towards the gates, you know, to, to this place, I stand in front of it and I crack the whip and it, you know, shows it and it plays a... Some music. <laughs> yeah, you pull that whip top yeah, like that. Pull it like this, so, overlooking it. Definitely royalty free. It's a castle. It's like a castle, and it's it's like a castle mania. You know? Oh, it's like a crazy. It's like crazy. Castle. Yeah, crazy. It's Jack mania. Morris, former MLB pitcher, but with long blonde hair pulling the <laughs> <a> whip. <laughs> That's how we'll skirt that, right? Uh, Alfred, what brings you near the mist of Barovia? Okay, <laughs> Shannon's broken. But I'm gonna can't take it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull back for a second. I thought about going full on Blake Shelton, all red, and you were like breeding some dumbass dog in the middle of the woods. We're gonna take you to the Mister Barovia. So for the record, the reason I'm laughing is the way you said that. It just sounded like it sounded like Frank Reynolds saying Albert Alfred. I'm gonna have to very much avoid doing that because I'm gonna. Do so it. we're just gonna go with his nickname, which is Red. Red. Yeah, we'll be Red. How's uh, Red find his way here? So Red. Uh, just kind of stumbling and bumbling through the woods. He's kind of on a mission of his own, uh, mm-hmm. for which is his revenge uh, for 
some incidents that happened in his uh, childhood and in the process of growing up. Uh, and his self-proclaimed mission has brought him here, uh, for lack of better phrasing. Interesting thing about your story is that you, of any of these characters we're going to discuss, actually have some knowledge of this plane. Or at least the, the sense that it exists and something from your past has made you come from here. Your lineage, you talked about your mother, has left you details about where to find what it is that could have caused all of this. So you you follow the path you feel is most direct to there. It will fade you out. Bjorn, huh? how do you swamp your way out of that swamp? Oh, how you can do that swamp? I'm swamping my way through this beach. Um, so he is still in search, uh, well, <clears throat> background wise, if, uh, you hadn't watched the last episode, he, um, comes from the swamp. Okay, I'm gonna leave it. No, I'm kidding. Um, so <laughs> he lost his entire family. Uh, something came out, uh, one evening and pretty much just decimated the whole village. And... Uh, in light of that, Bjorn did nothing, a uh, very cowardice kind of act that re- he deeply regrets and has put him on this path toward kind of a vengeance scenario. So he's trying to find out what it was that caused this to happen, that, that killed everybody. And um, in doing so, he spent the last few years just pretty much killing any monster that he can find, anything of, of otherness, uh, of like non-human, non-morphe like or uh, demon or whatever the case may be. And so he's just kind of on a constant uh, a hunt, so to speak. In a recent hunt, you would have uh, taken care of a werewolf in a village in which you have seen. And that led you in particular to having a little bit of mixed emotions because you feel there's a reason that you felt the need to do this, but you also felt some form of knowledge you could have gained from this creature before you took it. Over the last several weeks, you've been having visions, nightmares, dreams, whatever you classify them, of that werewolf and a mist from which it and many of its kind enter and exit, as if there is a portal or a path that have led them to this side and encountering both you and their victims. And so you, of course, being hungry on the scent and desiring to, to solve this problem, start following whatever the, the beacon is in your brain put you toward that location. Maybe not. It's fine. Accurate. Rasmus, unless you have anything in particular, I think I have an idea for what may be bringing you to the... Yeah, go for it. I'm here for it. You, likewise, much like Bjorn, have been having what you think are dreams over the last week or two. Mm -hmm. Trying to... um, Trying to suss them out, you have talked to some of those that are inside of the Temple of El Mater. Mm-hmm. And they have been led to believe that something, they believe it currently to be El Mater. But of course, they are worried of the destination that it's pulling you toward. Uh, all that you have been able to see is this darkness. Uh, it is a very opaque darkness. You can't view through it, you can't sense what's in it, but you sense something dark. And after the conversations with those in the temple, they too feel it is a dark presence. But since you are the one who has been beckoned toward this, they feel that this may be in service of Ilmater or something in which you are specifically attuned to assisting. Okay. Yeah. That's what happens. That's 
<laughs> I'll say as someone who, at least the way you told us, is very uh, willing to help. Not an adventurer yeah. by choice, but someone who's willing to follow the call of assistance. Right. You have uh, made your way to the closest path that the temple folks have been able to guide you toward. And so the five of you have made your way in through disparate places across the uh, Faerun, across the entire realm. But, we'll go in order. Uh, Lindsay, your character, Zephyr. She comes through the mists on the caravan. This caravan looks different than what it was when you entered the mists. In fact, the person driving it is not the same person that was driving it when you entered it. Quickly, you are brought to a stop. You hear a startle of a horse. Uh, you and any of your goods are quickly uh, collected and ejected <coughs> from the back of this caravan in the middle of the entrance area of a gate. Darkly wooded area. You are basically tossed as if your your destination's been found. It's the middle of nowhere, but you've been found where you need to be. And that caravan quickly departs down this path, and after about 20 or 30 feet, it sinks into the mist. And you see or hear nothing further. Okay. I partly wouldn't be too uh, surprised by a hasty exit because most people don't really like me anyways. So. Yeah, you got that feeling. Whoever the new caravan driver may have been, you are uh, noticing quite quickly that you aren't welcome as a passenger on their train. <clears throat> so that is how you find your way there, but quickly you start to notice a whip-bearing individual, or at least someone who feels like the outline of a very spry individual. Starts making their way through the fog as well. On a horse. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a horse? Is it time for the horse? I think he's riding in, uh, yeah. <laughs> Very descriptive. That's quite a gallant horse. I didn't know if I could have a horse. I mean... Can I have a horse in this moment? Sure, you can okay. have a horse for now. Yeah, that's that's fine. He's, okay. you know, in my head... It's a it's... rental. <laughs> <laughs> oh... I don't think he's going to live Sign on the side that uh, says hurts. Cody, uh, you're the only one that's going to be able to, to understand this, so it's, it's I'll put it in your head. Horts, in, horts. in my head, it's like the beginning to uh, Rondo of Blood, yes. where Richter is riding in on his horse and death attacks him, except, you know, obviously there's no death and, and I don't have a cart, but just yeah. riding in on the horse, uh, looking very majestic. Oh, there's going to be death. Long silver <laughs> hair flowing in the wind. Oh, gee, I have the same. <laughs> Freak. <laughs> But you probably don't have light blue skin and stand at six foot tall. <laughs> six two. Boy, I can't wait for this interaction. So, yeah, that's, that's how you perceive it. You find your way going through the mists. You approached at one point what looked like a gate that did not require any interjection, didn't seem to have anybody nearby. They opened up pretty swiftly to keep up with your pace. They weren't going to impede you as you galloped through. But as soon as you pass through safely, after a few feet, you hear them almost as if slammed by a larger force than themselves. Shut and they fade after you travel about 10, 15 feet. You come into a, a small area navigating out of the mists, and you catch just as they depart the caravan that dropped off Zephyr. So you get to see your background fade and your foreground fade. And you're in about a 30-foot clearing of you, <laughs> this new character, this person you don't know, and your horse. Yes. Uh, so I would ride that horse up to her slowly, you know, just kind of clop, clop, clopping up. And uh, 
being the valiant hero that he is in his own mind. And unlike most characters, I'm really going to try hard not to portray this one as like a an ass. You know, usually <laughs> all, my, not to. all my heroic characters are really arrogant. He's not arrogant. He He's he's confident. I'm not arrogant. So he would ride up, see her, and just kind of uh, hop off his horse, look around, brush off his hands, and, and look at her and say, What are you doing here, girl? This isn't a safe place. Uh, just got here, and uh, apparently my ride didn't want me to go any further, so... Well, here, just come with me, climb on my horse, and the horse is gone. <laughs> Legitimately. <laughs> what, what the horse, horse? disappeared. Yeah, the horse <laughs> disappeared. And uh, he's just going to look around and just go, well, I had a horse. <laughs> yeah. I'm used to walking. For, for those of you, if this was a cinematic scene, you would see while... Uh, Aiden or Adrian, whichever name you're Aiden, let's just go with Aiden. Aiden is going to be looking at Zephyr and speaking to her, and you're going to see the mist slowly come up, consume the horse, and fade out, and the horse is no more. Nothing nothing violent happens. You hear no sound. It's a very silent moment. I'm not surprised by it, but uh, I, he feels, as I talk more like him, I feel he's very Johnny Deppish. Like this, just that, like, uh, that How's charm. How the horse go? Yeah, he just sees, like, oh, well, I had a horse. Well, I had it. Huh. Well, that's unfortunate. Where are you walking to? I am just in the search for tails. I have no real set destination as of yet, other than where we are. <laughs> Girl, there are better places to search for tails than this place. Tail or tails? What? I said what, man. <laughs> he says what he says. I said what I said. He's okay. going to pause like this. You say tail or tales? Tales. Stories. You're here for stories. Yes. As, as you contemplate that moment, Aiden, uh, we're actually going to have two of you join at the same time. Bjorn and Rasmus, you're going to come from opposite sides of the clearing, east and west, respective to these two characters. Rasmus, you seemingly have just walked you followed the call of, of your deity, and you have made your way through the clearing, and suddenly you are not in the woods you expected. That was not thunder. Not you were in the woods for very long. That was thunder. Ominous sound. <laughs> but as you walked through, you only made it maybe a third of a day's journey, and these okay. woods started looking less and less familiar. You walked through what looked like just seemingly a dense fog. You thought maybe there was a, a body of water nearby, but the body of water was not found. Yeah. Instead, you find a 30-foot circular clearing. And two people you don't know. And suddenly you... <laughs> I heard myself. Volume. Volume. Um, okay. So I imagine Rasmus typically uh, travel with a shield on his back. So just casually, I'm going to have him remove just the shield yeah. up to his to his left hand, but otherwise not um, you know, appear imposing or, or anything like that, and just, you know, hail and well-met travelers. What brings you here? I'm just flabbergasted as I'm seeing all these people in this horrible place. I just look around. What brought any of you here? I know why I'm here. Why are you here? I imagine Rasmus would introduce himself, like, full on, you know, as as uh, a cleric of the Temple of Ilmater, and, and um, that he had heard. He's, he's going to give it all up, yeah, that he heard a calling, uh, that he was needed here, and, and that he wonders if you two have entered here the same. I was paid to come here to find stories. <laughs> it's as good as work as any. My reasons are my own, but I do worry about you two being here. You are aware of what this place is. I can't say that I am, Fred. Then I feel like you're going to have a hell of a story to tell, young lady. Good. <laughs> I'm getting paid good money for this. 
There are some things that are worth more than money. Your life, maybe? Ah, it comes and goes. One lives day by day. I would prefer to keep my life coming and less going, so... Bjorn's been awfully silent here. Yeah, I was saying, I'm, yeah. I just, I look over I'm just filling him out. Like. I look over you, you look like something I would kill. Yeah, so. I feel like something I would kill. And I'm just, just glaring at you. Yeah, you know just, what? I like that. How are you observing all of this? You, being someone who has made their way uh, hunting monsters as well and have gone to weird places, you ended up somewhere you didn't intend to end up. Probably doesn't seem too foreign to you. No, no, not. It's definitely not all that surprising. Um, I guess the one surprising thing was kind of like falling into this place because it's just. I, I feel like I, I uh, came came from afar, or sorry, uh, from on high and landed uh, off in the field in the distance and I'm just trying to figure out yes exactly that's what I was going for very much rabbit holy um but I'm seeing all of these people here just kind of gathering and talking amongst themselves and I'm not really one to you know find a group or become friends or anything I'm I've got a goal in mind I'm looking for something I'm trying to hunt and I'm wondering why all these people are being very noisy in a place I know is quite dangerous um so I'm just kind of Walking up, being silent, listening to them, filling them out, seeing where some weaknesses are. <laughs> like a cat. <laughs> like yeah, a I cat. Like, I imagine Bjorn on the edge of this conversation is like... <laughs> I'm just like behind a tree. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep my shield between me and him. Just kind of, you know, off to the side like that. Oh, yes. I'm also just watching. You look like a damn zombie. So <laughs> I'm, I'm watching hand on the whip. Is it daytime, or or is it kind of perpetual night here, I think? So that's the thing that some of you will notice as you begin to adjust your time here. Your pupils will dilate because it seems as though it's daytime, but there's a mottled gray to the sky. Cody, I'd like to point out that I have dark vision. Cody, I also have dark vision. I never get to do that. Dark vision. You're not even here yet, Red. Shut (laughs) up. I don't give a shit about your dark vision. I'm going to point out I'm colorblind. So... (laughs) I just put I just put my goggles on. It's a my, self-imposed penalty. Yes, I've, I've got these I got these kind of red goggles, and and since everything's kind of like hazy light, not really. I just put my goggles on just so I can kind of find some comfort in in just this red tone uh, uh, atmosphere. Okay, you are more than welcome to do that. But yes, the sky is a model to gray. It seems for the time you've been standing here, which I assume is in more than five or ten minutes at this point, it seems like a constant sky of storms or overcast. Like it's going to start raining. But it doesn't. It's that almost rain. All right, Red. You and your 60-foot dark vision. Only dark vision. <laughs> oh, so he's the mimic. <laughs> how, yeah. how do you wish to find your way into the mists? Uh, I, I'll give you a little bit of option here, because you, uh, if you do enter by any means, you're going to see, at this point, being the last one here. This party of four. Well, giving my, my character, giving Red's personality and how he usually tries to avoid crowds is because, for one, he's a seven-foot wood elf. He's looked like along very oddly amongst his fellow wood elves. I, you got some little blue skin standing amongst humans. Yeah, I get that. But still, a seven-foot wood elf is not right. Uh, I'm looking at both of them going, I will hunt both of you. <laughs> so, I'm going to slop them up. <laughs> So seeing the people here, I kind of, you know, I, I kind of want to keep my, my, my distance a little way back. I don't want to just go up and approach these people because, one, I don't know how they're going to react towards me and I don't know anything about them. 
maybe these are some of the people that I'm hunting that I don't realize yet. Are you staying toward the edge of the woods? I would like to. Give me a stealth check. Okay. Well, here better be like disadvantage. Oh, please be a nat one. You just, <laughs> you just come out the woods going, hey, <laughs> oh, God. hey, Justin, quick, how you doing? Oh, wow, I forgot we're live. <laughs> They're going to hear this later on the audio and be like, who the hell's Justin Quick? <laughs> Is he a character? Reminder again. He's coming in in the second half. The second half. Where, where is Stillhead on Hammer? You just need a D20 and go to your skill checks. You yep. Or skills. There should be a tab for skills. And that better be like negative 80. It's uh, <laughs> just oh, like to the left. Like multiple the... times. Or is it, is it down? See, well, mine is different. Oh, there we go. Yeah. There you go. And it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. We're remembering how to play. Stealth plus five, nice. Yeah, you, you have a good stealth. You a big eight. Well, that's a D twelve. Wrong one. I got too much going on over here. You big boy, <laughs> boy. He said, "Big boy, you big oh, boy." Check. Yes. It's, so it's not. A, you don't fail a skill check, but at best at a six. Yeah, you find a trunk with your foot, and it goes through it. You know what? All I can picture is the. I can picture is Shaq just peeking around the room. <laughs> right. Does that mean <laughs> the yellow jacket? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's you. That's you, Red. You put your foot right ow, through. Ow! 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 Hi. Oh shit. Uh. Are you okay? Oh. Aiden sees how big. Whip out, whip it toward him. <laughs> Not hit him, just toward him. Okay. You know, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> Aiden this puts his whip away. Interesting, real quick. Oh, Aiden puts cool. his whip away and stands behind the warrior over here. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, just saying I'm just saying. I'm always looking for a fight. Don't threaten me with a we're, fight. We're, mm-hmm. we're finding out a lot about these characters. <laughs> Weird, this is a dark storyline, we promise. It's gonna get there. I'm, it's gonna I'm, get there. I'm literally like leaning against a tree just spinning a dagger. <laughs> Don't worry, it's fine. Red is clearly the girl who's gonna get killed by having sex in the lake. It's fine. In the lake? Sure, why not? <laughs> like it's Peruvia. Magical things happen here. You can use a canoe. He's seven foot, he's buoyant. Strahd found a hockey mask. I don't know what happened. It was weird. Okay. So, yeah, so you, uh, Aiden, are standing there whip in hand. Bjorn is twirling a dagger. I'd probably put you about 10 feet away. You're probably not too far to be able to toss one of those bad boys. I'm still trying to get my foot out of that trunk. Look, guys, I'm just <laughs> trying to I'm trying to get out of here, please. Just can somebody help me get my foot out of the log? It seems like perhaps we're all in the same boat in that regard. Perhaps introductions are in order. Well, not to be uh, not to be the uh, center of attention, but I suppose I will go first since uh, you all may know me already. And he takes a little bow. As you're talking, I'm going to go help right out of the tree. <laughs> Thank you. Rise back up, Aiden Valmont, monster killer. Never heard of you. Well, of course you wouldn't. You're spending all your time in the lake having sex, apparently. <laughs> but for the rest of you, I'm sure tales of my exploits have reached even the <clears throat> furthest realm of. Wherever the hell you're from. Well, I've Swap never beach. heard of you. 
And all those stories, you've never heard of Aiden Valmont and the Valmont family. No. Wait, 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 wait. Did you say Valmont? Valmont. Yeah, it's, never heard of you. It's, uh, Sorry. No, it's, it's close to but legally distinct from a different <laughs> plan you may have heard of before. We don't have entertainment in the swamp. <laughs> we um, got that pig we got that banjo. Sticks. We got sticks <laughs> and a circle. Le- legitimately, Razzles would make sticks in a circle. Legitimately, Razzles would make mention that he is from a rather militaristic city, and so you got to understand for endeavor when there thinks they're a hero. Well, some people think they're heroes, and some people are heroes, and I assure you my family are heroes. So the reason that I am here is for a very good reason. She's here to find stories. I don't know what that is. You seem like a, a, a well-rounded and intelligent person. Why are you here? Um, well, the mention of that might not make you continue to think so um i've been having dreams possibly visions maybe um i've been serving ilmater all my life and he's called me here but where here is and for what purpose is not clear this is not really my cup of tea well thank you for helping me out the log uh call me red uh, don't pull the whip out towards me again. Dirty uh, red, got it. Your uh, you, your family was all heroes. My family's dead. Uh, you seem cool. I'm not really big on the whole religion thing. That's that's. You're cool. Call me Zephyrus. Zephyrus. I thought he's gonna hit us with the you're cool. You're cool. <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta I gotta take a picture of your character in the quote that goes over and says you're cool, but I'm not in that whole religion thing. <laughs> Kiss my ass, kiss my ass, kiss your ass, kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> Happy I think, Life Day. I think at this point I've already kind of like shuffled up to the side of red. I'm just kind of like looking up at him and just like looking down, looking up, just like <laughs> getting oh, a feel boy. for it. And, and you are? Nobody. Okay. We're going back. Okay. <laughs> I just stare at him in silence. I'd like to not go back to nobody, please. <laughs> nobody was traumatic. <laughs> For me, he's a good horse. <laughs> sure, uh, down. Okay. Um, as the five of you introduce yourselves, uh, give me a perception check. Everybody. Also, if you guys, uh, he tells the group, if you see a horse, it was mine, and I would like it returned to me. Oh. It's a very vague description. Did you see my horse? Oh. No. Uh, Cody, I got a 22 total. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I got a 9. Oh, wait, that's just a d20, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's plus, been a while. Plus, plus your, your perception. Yeah, perception. Plus All right, give me a second. <laughs> well, I got a plus 5 to perception. Yeah. I got a 14. Well, I mean, so did Tanner to sell. We saw him for him. You know what? Somebody jinxed me, and I went to the blood splatter, so that's not going to happen again. I hope. I'm still looking. Hold on. My percept- Where's that perception list on again? Skills. Yeah, perception might be on. Oh no, I have a nine. Is, it, is, is it that nine? it? No. No, you got. You got. Mm. Oh, is that your passive? So that's perception? your passive yeah. perception. No, okay. you, you want your bonus. Yeah, you want to roll. Where's the? Is it a one? <laughs> negative one. Ah, oh. oh, that's a. Now you have a negative. What did we do, Hunter? <laughs> it's six. six. Well, I was gonna say perception is a wisdom yeah. deal. And wisdom wisdom, dump wisdom's your dump stats. He doesn't have a lot of wisdom. He's he's confident. You know what I mean? See, like he's confident and cocksure. Your intelligence is up there, though, right? Yeah. So it's one of those things where you know that a tomato is a fruit, no. not a vegetable. You just don't. My intelligence is a negative one, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> so not only do you not know that a tomato right. is a fruit, but you also wouldn't know not to put it in a fruit salad. Yep. I would eat it. Yes. Yes, yeah, yes right. you would. Yes. Roll your damn die. Seven. 
Like he fell off the pad. Does that still count? Yes. 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 Okay. How's this sound? <laughs> so no one got above like a twelve except for Hunter. Right? I got a fourteen. You got a fourteen. Okay. So the three of you, uh, Aiden, Bjorn, and Zephra, as you rabble rouse about, out of the corner of your eye, Red, you get a feeling and you start to turn your head. But before you can even do so, Rasmus, you fully turn around and you notice that mist that you've come from the backside up here. You guys are all in a line. The back semicircle of mist in this 30-foot circle is starting to slowly creep in. <clears throat> You'll uh, notice if you look forward that there's a, a small give in the mist ahead of you, only about three or four feet. It's not expanding very deeply that way, but you are being as if supernaturally forced closer to the mists. Okay. I'm going to angle my shield uh, in the direction that's coming toward us and start moving toward that open space and mention them, just kind of get everybody's attention and go, um, we might want to move. All right, I don't feel like really <clears throat> teaming up with anybody, but I ain't got a whole lot of choice right now, so let's go. Yes, uh, I think the this is what took my horse, so I would tend to agree with him. Yeah, definitely moving forward, but I stay usually behind them. Oh, I thought he talked. <laughs> I thought he said something. Speaks with his eyes. That <clears throat> yeah, he's saying a lot too. Yeah, I'm gonna move in that direction. I cannot wait to have Louisiana Swamp Monster the character <laughs> in this fucking campaign. Southern Don Vito ass. Yo, multiple select. Comical. My favorite bit is still the Monaco. Anyway, that's not yeah. that's neither here nor there. No, but it's great. I don't have a better answer, so I'm gonna follow. Okay. So as you move forward um, quickly, within about five seconds, the spaces that you have vacated are taken over. They, the mist does not seem to hesitate, almost as if it wants to follow you and maybe take you in the way his horse was taken. Hey, I'm walking here. Nothing can stop. You start moving forward, and as you continue through, the same thing applies. About three or four feet ahead of you opens up to give you a little bit of a path to go. Not much. Your visibility is still completely dampened in front of you. But you quickly, after about a five-minute walk, see a quick fork. You have your straight-ahead path, and you also have a road that slopes up. This is the first fork off the road you have seen so far. Oddly enough, you see that in that fork in the distance... The mist has relented slightly. You see what looks like a very rustic homestead. From your perspective, you're probably about a thousand feet away from it, or more. You see three buildings of some form or shape, but you also see the torches on the front of the home lit. Somebody's home, possibly. Um, for what good it's going to do us, Cody? Do I have time to light a torch? You do. Okay, I'd like to do that. So I'll keep my shield in my left hand, but in my what would be my weapon-bearing hand, I'm going to light a torch and hold it up. If for no other reason, then I'll, I'll make mention of this uh, in character to them that so someone can see us coming. We don't want to catch anyone by surprise here. I creep a bit further <coughs> away, just kind of stay just on the edge of that light. <laughs> so I, I'm going to kind of do the same back out because I already know most people aren't friendly towards me anyways in torch new light areas. Yeah. Okay. According yeah, to this, yeah, I think. Here's a question. Just twenty just came in my head because I am an archer and I have arrows. Would I be able to take an arrow, wrap a piece of cloth, and light that and use it as a torch? 
You should have. Yeah, some have torches. torches. I was gonna say. Yeah, if you have. Did you take an adventuring water? pack? Huh? Did you take? You took an adventuring pack, I think. That's right? true. Yeah. Then you have. Then you have torches. You have ten of them, actually. I'm also gonna pull the yeah, hood of my cloak up over my head. Oh yeah, mine have to come down. Okay, however many of you like torches, or especially Rasmus with your high perception from previously, you're gonna notice that despite having lit that torch, your range of visibility does not increase. Okay. Got it's it. still it goes the the mist is relented about eight feet in front of you, okay. and you've. It's almost as if you can feel the light being repelled toward the end of that. Like your torch light is being pushed back toward you. Okay. It is an impermeable presence. Yeah. Makes me feel better if nothing else. Yes, sir. I'm not going to say that, but right. that's that's what I'm doing. Seeing, I'm assuming, would I have also seen, noticed this? The path that you're yeah. right? Or I'd the like torch. Path, yeah. Yeah. So that torch that, I, that torch that I took, I'd like to turn around and throw it in, basically into the... Uh, the, the mist that is pushing behind us just kind of give an idea of what's happening back there. Push behind you? Yeah. Okay. So I just like turn around and throw it. Yeah, give me a straight roll. It's a pretty low barrier because it's literally something in your hand. Yeah, but he rolled a one earlier and just standing behind a tree. Well, it's a 19 now. His elevation? Do yeah, you're good. See no, that's the a plus one since the dirty. Yo, you, you reel back and you throw. You feel like you have tossed this thing probably 150 feet easy. It goes for about 10 feet and then it's dark. Your torchlight barely penetrates out of that mist, and it's maybe the first second it's flying through the air, and it's almost as if it's sucked up. Yeah, we need to go, guys. Well, pat him on the shoulder and just said, well, that's promising. (laughs) (laughs) If there was any question about the unnaturality of this before, it is uh, no longer needed to be asked. There's nothing natural about this place, I promise you. Uh, Almost Red is going to turn to look at this character and say, hey, can you go grab that for me? Nope. Nope, nope. He speaks. Oh. I'm going to go up to the house. Is there any windows or anything that you can see? You see you see from the distance you're at a couple of windows on the main floor mm-hmm. and a couple of windows facing you guys on the next two stories, or the next two floors, rather. This is a fairly large home from what you can see. Okay, yeah, I'm just going to kind of like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to creep up <clears throat> to the house and just kind of walk past the windows, but just like low, not necessarily trying to peek in, but just from a distance about, he said, uh, visibility is about 10 feet, you say, out here, where the torches are? With the torches, you have a 20-foot radius. If the mist isn't touching it, then you have that. But as the okay. mist kind of closes in, it doesn't permeate that. So I'm just kind of, like, walking by, but from a distance, uh, just seeing if there's anything going on, like any living thing inside, anything moving around, anything like that. Give me a perception check. Well, also, I guess I need to ask, well, you're walking toward the house, because, as I said, this house is about 1,000 feet off of the main road are you following Bjorn? You stay in place. Yeah, I mean, uh, my yeah. perception or my assumption at this point is that this this miss is going to start moving with us. So, yep. Um, Another one. This is uh, great. Right. It's a yeah, house. If he starts moving, I mean, I'm not going to call <laughs> out to him because I don't know who to call out to, but I'm going to pick up the pace a little bit and move in that direction. I feel like I went to look at a window and instead I just looked at a wall. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy, take those goggles off. You'd be able to look. Jeez. Man. Yeah, so no, you walk up, it's a it's a house, it's a manor, actually, is probably something closer to what you would call it. It seems to be a fairly large home. Well, Do you say, if I remember correctly, this is like kind of up on a hill, like yes. there's an incline yeah, to it? Okay, what are the grounds like around it? Is it just a, a road that leads up to a manor and that's it? The, road, or the forest continues, it's about 20 feet off the path on either side. So okay. there's a bit of a wide berth for navigation to happen. Okay. Other than that, it's you have a little bit as you approach the home. I guess since you're up there, I'll give you a little bit more of a perception. Okay. As you approach the home, there is on your left side what looks to be a, a little bit worse for wear 
horse stable or somewhere where you would keep livestock or animals, somewhere okay. with a stockade. On your right side, you see a much less opulent than the home in front of you. It looks like a one-level flat building. Okay. It doesn't have any windows to the outside. Doors closed, no lamps or anything on the outside. Behind the home, you do see some fallow fields. Not very much. I'd say maybe an acre at most. It's very small in terms of property size and then butting up right at the back end of that field that would have been cleared is also the forest and about a 10 20 feet beyond those woods are more of that mist do we do we see any livestock living in these stables and whatnot no the outlying buildings despite the tourist light you see in the front of the main home seem abandoned as if something hasn't been there at least the one that you can see because all the stables might there's no door over it's just basically an open lean-to that someone would store animals it doesn't have any signs of food no sign of like rope or recent activity the door to the one level building to the right is closed yeah who wants to check that well, we should probably speak to the owner first there is an easy way to accomplish that i'm just going to walk up and knock on the door okay i'm going to stay gonna, back i'm going to ask so <laughs> you two aiden and zephyr you guys have decided to follow through as well yeah, but I'm still staying back away from stuff. Okay. How far back are you? Um, probably at least like ten feet away from them, okay. just You're just not. so I'm not like right up in the mix. Yeah. Well, then, actually, Erasmus, would you have mentioned to them that you believe the mist is going to encroach on you as you move or not? Because I know you mentioned that. Kind of yeah, thing. yeah. As as Bjorn takes off, I'm going to say, "Well, I'm going to be left behind here and and move forward." Yeah, that's a wise decision. As you turn around, I know you were talking, looking back to Aiden, talking about we'd probably need to speak to the owner first. You see that all except for maybe 50 feet of that path is now obscured. Okay. Not only that, give me uh, give me one insight check for me. I took a picture of all of this and posted it on my Instagram. Nice. 17 total. Okay. Good. What would you say you needed? Insight. 15. Okay. 13. Ten. Just ignore mine. <laughs> well, what is insight, intelligence, or wisdom? Insight is a uh, wisdom. Wisdom. Just ignore. Cool. It was six. Yeah. So five. Less no, no, seven. So it was so six. six. Okay. Tanner, did you roll or yeah? Seven? It was a uh, uh, thirteen. 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 Okay. Yeah. So basically, all of you except for eight, uh, you can hear. You, he's eight, a dumb, you can he's hear as well, although. Your strong and cocksure mentality toward things may lead you to believe differently. His confidence makes up for his lack of intelligence. Well, we'll see <laughs> yes. how that treats you, because in the distance outside of that mist, in the area that you were once at, you guys start hearing some... You start hearing one, what you think are one, maybe two howls in the distance. Werewolf. Now, I will know what those sounds are. Yeah, you know what those sounds are. are. Perhaps wolves. Let's not jump the gun here. Is there, better get inside. Is there a difference between what a werewolf sounds like and what a wolf sounds like? Legitimate question. Generally, no. Because, I mean, they're in a wolf form, so. Okay, but they're big. I mean, if you could see them. You I'm just, don't. hey, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> I literally, pursuing I'm all my, joking. I'm, my joking. <laughs> I'm joking. My character literally just got that handling such a situation. Is there any, like, uh, advantage I have into being able to decipher the sound since I was just dealing with a... Also, monster killer. For the record. Yeah, he sure. <laughs> <laughs> Not on first sound, but your gut starting to tell you it's right. something you've probably seen before. 
Yep. So I'm feeling it. Upon hearing that howl, I immediately just bow drawn arrow on, on an the string. You know, back backing towards the rest of the party, trying to just keep an eye on where I heard where we heard the sound coming from. No. So, you know, whatever whatever we're doing, let's do it now because I got a bad feeling about this. Whether or not I can tell this is a wolf or a werewolf, Aiden starts to knock faster now on the door. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a brisk knock now it's as he's brisk. looking back towards the mist. Okay. Now, knowing what I know, I'm also kind of like sliding in beside him, but with my back to the door and also kind of giving some knocks to the door, too. <laughs> <laughs> we, we look at each other for the first time and yeah, just keep going. Like, yeah, just, yeah. Okay. Right. You notice you don't hear any activity inside as you're knocking on the door. There's no call of coming or any physical movement that you can tell. Check but, the knob. I shall do so. Well, I was going to say, but you start hearing howls again, but that knob does give. There's no, there's no hesitation to it. I'm gonna open the door, peer inside first. Just look. I have low light vision, so low light. I can see no low life vision. <laughs> um, you can see all kinds of pieces of crap. Just where all the shit everywhere. It's a room full of people that used to be pieces of shit. Well, Cody like like used to be a piece of shit. DNA everywhere. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm opening the door. Think you can improve. I'm gonna <laughs> open the door and look inside first. Obviously, just a quick glance to oh. see anything. Red, upon hearing the door open, swings around, checking full SWAT mode with that bow and arrow, checking all the corners of. I mean, for those of you that come in, it's not a large room. It's more like a vestibule or a little foyer or receiving area. Foyer. Foyer. It's actually just a foyer, but <laughs> let's, let us be fancy. Honestly, as you step in, it's a, it would be what the equivalent is of a mudroom, or obviously what we walk into the back door here today—an yes. area where you would take off your cloak, take off your boots. But there's clothes. there's nothing alarming. No. I don't see a monster or anything like that. No, you okay. do see a set of doors in front. You don't of you see it. Right? Well, well it's yeah. the ones you don't see. Well, then we ain't got to worry about that because he only sees the shitty ones. So is it, it, is it a single door or a double door? That's double door. All right, then I'll push both doors open and motion towards the rest of the group <laughs> alongside uh, Bjorn. Just I'm uh, already, yeah. yeah, just like, uh, maybe we should go inside. Yeah, right. I don't wait for anybody. I just, I was going to say, I'll wait in, until anybody else goes in, because I'm going to, I'm going to hold back the, hold back the darkness the beast. with that torch. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I, while I did pull in a check room, I'm going back to, you know, drawn out to the, you know, the surrounding area and the off chance that whatever this is, is coming. Well, you'll notice, for those of you that are looking outside, the two of you, Rasmus and Red, you will notice that that mist has stopped encroaching. But it does, again, give about 30 feet from where the entrance of this building is. So you have not any ability to notice the path beyond the very few steps that you've taken to come on this property. It seems almost as though you are now here. Oh, it's fighting distance, though. Yeah. From should, inside, you should should we close, close the door. Close the door, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get inside. Are we already through the second set of doors? The two of you have entered through the next set of doors. All right, and I'm, I'm assuming he busted through like all Hollywood style. Like, <laughs> I'm here. Throw oh, I'm sophisticated. <laughs> well, I can whistle make up for and charm, so I open to them. Seeing that I haven't open. heard any screams of pain, I'll follow them inside. <laughs> so. And then I guess you want to close the door. Yeah, we're close the door, yeah. Just shut it down. Uh, either see, find some way to lock these doors or find some way to barricade them. Oh, you don't have to worry about that. You're doors. the last person through the door. You hear a latch. There's no key mechanism there. Oh, cool. Thanks, house. I, I think. <laughs> the just, the opening house. room that you guys are in, probably Rasmus and Red, you're the only two, given your size or in your case, your armor, the only two that can fit in this room, uh, this, okay. this opening area. It's a small mud room. It's meant to receive maybe a couple of you at a time. 
Okay. I feel like he's squeezed in there with Mr. Seven <laughs> Foot Tall. <laughs> I am wearing chainmail. It's uh, it's a little bulky. Yeah. From the other room, I'm going to ask, did he just thank the house? <laughs> I just kind of like look back and forth and just shake my head. I'm just going to head in toward yeah. that with them. I'm going to keep the torch lit and just try to keep it blowing yeah. away from stuff and just say, yeah, that doesn't bode well. How, how much light do we have in the house to see? In this first area you enter, it's actually a little bit surprising. There are torches on all four corners of this room. List? Yes. Okay. What's the door situation look like? Is there stairs? Is it like uh, This first one is more of an actual true foyer. It's about... 10 feet across, about 8 feet wide. Oh, so it's like door, hall, door. Yes. Okay. So again, that first area is like a receiving area. This would be actually if someone were to have greeted you where they would do that. Can I take one of the torches off the wall? Yeah. yeah. Take, I'm going to take one of the torches. Yeah. I would uh, like to quiver my arrow, strap the bow on, and switch to my hand axe, and then take also take one of the torches. Okay. Just because I want to I keep a weapon, because we don't know what's in this house. And I, I, I strongly suggest... Everyone, stay vigilant. Keep something handy in case we need it, because we have no idea what we're dealing with here. The door locked on its own, right? That's what it sounded like. Maybe we shouldn't have taken the torches. You think it's a trap? I think everything's a trap. Well, just go back to back with the with the tree <laughs> and start looking around. The tree. This, this, this room not doesn't... get ahead of ourselves. This room doesn't seem terribly ominous. Again, there, there were lit torches when you're in here. You two specifically, Red and Aiden, since you've touched something in here, you feel a bit of a shiver in your spine. But nothing of particular notice. You guys have escaped cold mists, a feeling of rain inside of what seems like a fairly receptive home. There is a brief chill in the air as that door closed and locked, so you guys still are trying to shake that off of but this room looks very beautiful. On both sides of you, the doors that you entered and will exit potentially. Mahogany doors, there are carvings of flowers and forests there before you. They're silent. They're sturdy looking doors. Uh, you, this is an immaculate foyer for what you thought was a relatively, at this point, empty home. With a portrait and heraldries on the one wall, if you walk in on the right wall, you'll see a series of uh, portraits. But there is one in the center specifically. Of a stony-faced aristocrat watching you with general disinterest, as if he's kind of just vaguely looking off in the, the wherever he could be. The plaque on that frame reads, Count Lagroft, L-A-G-R-O-F-T, Count Lagroft, in dull gold lettering at the bottom. I'm going to look towards her and say, are you writing this all down? <laughs> Do I have a tablet? Do you? No, but I am taking it in. Awful storyteller. <clears throat> Is there anything else in the room in terms of furniture or anything like no. that? Okay. This room it, it very much is uh, <laughs> just a well area. There's a picture or portraits in that one in the middle. Okay. And then you said there's one exit on the far end of the room? Yes, far end of the room. Double doors, much like the ones you just entered. Okay. So since I didn't, I didn't pick up anything, I didn't feel anything, I'm definitely still wanting to get way further away from that front door. Um, so I started going toward the interior door. Has it got any windows, any openings? Is it just... Uh, it's a solid wooden door. So I just kind of just don't want to open it or anything. I just want to test it just to see if it's unlocked. It's unlocked. There's no give on that handle. So I look back at the others and just kind of curious if y'all want to look around in here anymore. Or... I'm going to necessarily say anything. I just kind of like look at them and we'll step forward towards the center of the room and uh, just kind of look around and say, now that we have a moment to think, let's reassess our situation. So, as, oh, as he's doing that, I'm already getting closer to the pictures. 
taking them in a little bit more. Okay. So we all arrived here. A miss drove us to this house where the door locked behind us. And uh, now we're going to go explore further into it. Is that what I'm <coughs> gathering? If we're trapped yes. in here, I don't see a point as to why not. Can't go that way. Might as well go in. Does anyone wonder why the miss stopped at the door? Probably no one else <laughs> because it was pushing us here. I know I'm not the smartest person here. But does anyone else think that that something is trying to drive us into this house? Are you, you just realized? I thought we discussed that outside. Well, no, no you one weren't there for No that one part. told me. <laughs> <clears throat> Stepping back outside, even if we could, down my level. Put us, puts us within fighting distance if something were to come out of that mist. And if we go back into it, we don't know where we're going. If we could, anyway. The door's locked. <clears throat> I guess let's explore. So the, the only option we have is to continue forward. We yep. can explore the house as we go. You gotta go deeper in to get out. Whips out now, baby. Zephyr, you said you were uh, looking at those portraits on the wall. Yes, I wanted to take a better look at them. If nothing else, I'm getting the images of people to weave my own tale later from this location. Okay. I'm more or less for a check because this is just paintings on the wall. You see to the left and right of the portrait in the middle, the uh, fairly astute, though, distant-looking gentleman, uh, you see a lovely, relatively young-looking bride, a human borrow the phrase from Hunter because it's actually the color I had in my head as well. Chestnut-colored hair. Uh, looking uh, in a brilliant white gown as if this is someone celebrating an upcoming marriage or someone who is getting ready to celebrate a fine event. As to the left of this Count Lagroth portrait, to the right is the same woman, a few years older, a few strands of gray in her hair, but still with a, a bright smile as she has two children sitting on her lap. One boy and uh, one girl. Okay. And the outer portraits or the outer paintings, as they were, is more what you've uh, seen carved into the doors. Forest and flowers. Just some artistic renderings of what you would assume to be the lay of the land here. Okay. And there's no, like, other furniture in here? No seats? No? No. Just, just the portraits, the torch holders in the corners, and the doors. And then the, the other wall is just blank? Yes. Do, uh, do we have any idea what time of day it is? When you exit... Well, actually, what time of day was it when you entered the forest? I would assume it would have been early, because I was I was traveling that yeah. direction. So probably first light I set out. At least from what you can gather before you came inside, it's probably about midday. Okay. All right. So I said for you, it would have only been about a third of a day's journey before you had arrived here, or at least into the mists. Gotcha. So we're talking like 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I, Rasmus doesn't have any particular interest in the in the paintings any more than anybody else does, so I'm going to move up and try to move further in. Okay. As someone from nobility, which my character is, would he recognize any of these names or faces? Probably not, although you can give me a history check. Is that is that wisdom or intelligence? Tell either or. History is an intelligence check. I don't Roll like. better. I Roll don't. it. You might have it as a tag skill. That'll make a difference. Yeah. My, my intelligence isn't great either, but I got a plus two to history. While he's so. setting that up, and while he's going towards the door, Red wants to also head towards the door, but on that opposite wall, blank with no paintings, he kind of wants to just feel around, see if he feels any give in the wall, because he knows how some of these aristocratic a-holes can be sometimes. Give me an investigation check. 
Hunter, what would that be under? GM's your flat skills. Skills. Yeah. Skills. Because yeah. if you're proficient, it would have a filled circle. Or if you're partially proficient. History. I do. Okay. So I get a plus one on that. Nice. I rolled 20. A 20? Yeah. 12. 12? Okay. So first we'll... we'll that 20? You spend... Well, 13. Right, with your plus one. How long are you going to be spending feeling up the wall? Uh, I'm going to walk slowly just so I can be... How, how, how long is this hallway? I'm only about 10 to 12 feet. It's not terribly long for you. So I'm going to check like each panel real good. So I'm probably going to spend about 10 seconds on each little okay. second. You know, just enough time where I can press... Fill any seams, things like that. Like five minutes. Yeah. You don't notice any seams in terms of there being a give to an entrance or anything hidden behind these panels. But curiously, you do notice that when you remove your hand from some portions of the wall, there's a a fine film of dust. Almost as if this wall hasn't been touched for a little while. I'm going to remove my hand from the wall, feel the dust in my hands, and... Everybody, I think this place has been empty for some time. Uh, there's there's no sign of life here for quite some time, at least. Proceed carefully. But I actually reach back and I just kind of click the door open and just slowly crack it open carefully. And Pete, like, just kind of look in. Is there any light or anything like the that? The one forward or the one behind you? Uh, the one that's open. The uh, the f- yeah, at the end of the hall. Yeah, I was like, both these inches are open. It's just the open or the front of the slot. Okay. Yeah, as you open and kind of peek in, you again see lit torchlight. Surprisingly, as you peek your way around, you're starting to see a grand main hall. Open up, I go on in. Okay. Yeah, I'll follow. Follow. Yeah. Okay. I'm assuming I got nothing from my check. Oh, uh, sorry, I apologize. That's okay. On that I just figured I'm dumb, so. No, um, I just looked at the painting and said, that human. No, with, 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 a, with a 13, you understand what count is in terms of at least the societies you're from. It's, yeah, you know how to count. One, two, three, four, five. No. Dead human. So many things. So many of me, of me. He's, he's the grounds of this story. No, uh, you at least, at least before entering wherever this place is, you know what the rank of count is in terms of a region. Someone who has some standing in a kingdom, a, a slight noble rank. The name Logroff doesn't seem familiar to you. Though. Congratulations, your nobility allows you to understand rank. It's gonna come in. Well, you don't. What do you understand? I don't care. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I know it bleeds. It <laughs> the bleeds we can kill it. Oh, look towards her. You think paintings bleed? Now was the idiot. And <laughs> walk on. Okay. So as you guys, as uh, Bjorn so uh, eloquently opened the doors and found his way in, you guys see a, a main hall. It's grand. It seems, for the first time in this house, a little bit warm. The walls are wood paneled. They are likewise ornately carved with those forest scenes of flora and fauna. A professional hand did this work. At one end of the hall, so if you were entering to your right, you will see a spiral staircase that goes up a level. There's nothing going down, so this treats as if this is the main floor. And there is a door. Uh, if you look to your right, there's a door about five feet away from the start of that staircase. So there's another room there. To your left, if you were facing forward, there's a fireplace and a mantle. There is two more closed doors in front of you directly. And then the wall kind of L's off, and you see... A little five-foot hallway with another two doors. Uh, first things first, 
continuing my check from in the previously, I want to basically touch like the banister of, of the staircase there at the, at the base floor, just to kind of get a again see if there's another buildup of dust possibly. See if maybe maybe just that hallway was not used very often. Maybe maybe they don't come in the back door very often. Okay. I walk over to Whippy Dude, and I'm just like, "That's funny. That's your name." <laughs> like he he touches things a lot, doesn't he? Oh, maybe I'm it's gonna a, wander over to the mantle. What would you say? You're a wood elf tanner. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's a wood elf thing. I don't know. He touches it, and I just can't walk by. I think he just tasted it. Actually, <laughs> is that for you? Said, is that for you? Said you went to the mantle. Yeah. Okay. If you walk over to the mantle in the fireplace. Uh, you also notice if you run your hand across, and Red will notice this as well in the banister. There is still that light film of dust. If there were, if there were sunlight being in this room, you'd probably see the little particulates of dust just generally hanging in the air. It's not overwhelmingly filthy, but it does seem like no one's been in this recently. But candles are lit. Uh, Zephyr, as you walk toward it, the fireplace is lit. There's a full-on fire. Looks, It's not roaring or blazing as if it's going to burn the place down, but it's a welcoming sight. If nobody's been here, why is there still a fire? Malina and Bjorn, as I watch um, Red constantly touch stuff and, and lick his finger. I'm just, how long do you think before he starts licking the walls? I just kind of like, just I just take a step back and just against the wall and just start watching. Just waiting. <laughs> We're just watching him <laughs> touch walls. Is there, uh, is there any furniture in this room anything around the fireplace or anything like that? Yeah, generally not much, but at least in this specific room, you'd have a couple of a small rug and a couple of chairs facing toward the fireplace. Okay. All right. The the door to the, I think you said right or left of the staircase. Yes. Uh, is... I'd like to check it, see if I, you know, just give it a wiggle, see if it's unlocked, see if it has any give to it. Okay. You walk over to it. Uh, that specific room does also open. Okay. Uh, opening it slowly and slightly, I'd like to just kind of peek in and see what I see. Okay. Fireplace still gives some ambient light, not much. You still have your torch in hand? Yes. Okay. So if you lead, I'm assuming with the torch, you're yeah. peeking around the door. You get a quick jump. Out of that darkness are wolves. Fangs born. But you give it a second, and you notice that those are just mounted heads. They're hunting trophies. Okay, this is a trophy room, I'm assuming. So there are, much like in the other room that you were in, there's a small hearth and fireplace in here. Same thing, two chairs with a rug. Uh, several candles are also lit, but this room also has, to the side of the right chair by the fireplace, there is a decanter. There's a what? A decanter. Is there anything in it? Yes. But the two glasses next to it seem to be dry. If you can look at I want to whip one of the candles. <laughs> yeah, sure. Give me an attack roll on a candle. <laughs> All right. Do it, please. Please let a heart right. come out of it. Is that just a d20? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Whatever your attack roll is you with your whip. turkey leg? Look, he's seen it work before in other mediums. So he wants to know if it works here. <laughs> He's a child. <laughs> twenty. Did you Sweet, really? that's a twenty. <laughs> so what's your what's your max damage on a whip? Uh, hold on. Why did I do this with twenty on this? Why didn't I save it for when it mattered? Um, you never know what might come out. She said like a turkey leg. <laughs> that sounds. While well, this is all happening in the main hall, by the way, I'm gonna call out again, like ask basically if anybody's home. Okay. I'm still looking for how to figure this out. I apologize. All right, I think I figured it out. 
Uh, whip is three pounds. One D four plus three. Okay, so max seven damage. Okay. Yeah. yeah you, so you take a candle. Uh, it's actually would have been all the wall that's closest to you. So you actually knock that bad boy off the wall, like crack the wood, the candle or whatever it would be, falls on the floor. Scones. And that sconce, thank you. And the candle rolls out of its holder onto the floor and the candle extinguishes. And I'm gonna look at everybody and kind of smirk. And then put and just go back to looking around. Was that necessary? It just shows off a little bit how good he is with the whip. Yeah, you'll notice that's not gonna go back on the wall. That's just damage now. That's done. Yes. Thank you. You're paying for that. If nothing else, I showed off how proficient he is with his weapon. He is someone to deal with. So can we deal tell, with? Yes. Can we tell with. what is inside of the decanter? Since I'm in this room now. I mean, it's an amber liquid. You have your assumptions. While you are in there, I will point out to Rasmus. You call out in the hall. Uh, other than the general groaning and creaking of a house that happens in terms of wooden floors and whatnot, probably assuming the people in the other room, there's no response. If you were to look up the staircase, it's as if someone hasn't lit the torch up there. It goes up into darkness. Okay. I want to ask him, where do those stairs go? They go up. All the way. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to come back out into the, the, the main room here. Uh, or were there any other doors inside of that? There was, actually. So as you move around after seeing the ornate display of one uh, Aiden Valmont knocking a candle off the wall, near where that ensconce was is a glass-paneled cabinet. Behind it, you notice three crossbows. Looks to be a, a three types of crossbows. Heavy, like a big bulky one, a lighter one, and then one you could probably fire in hand. Each of them also have a case of bolts next to them. Anybody, anybody want a crossbow? Are they locked to the like locked in, or are they takeable? Certainly try. I grab some bolts. I mean, it's a closed cabinet door. I, Is it a glass cabinet door? Mm-hmm. Well, he's already made some noise, so I I, I go to open the, the cabinet door. God, it's locked. I can break the glass. <laughs> Give me... You can try. <laughs> Give me a strength check. Want me to whip it? I'll ask you in just a second. <laughs> Whip it good. Whip it good. Damn it. I need his dice. Hold on. Let me figure out what my strength is. Because you good. gave me this dice. That's true. This was my gift from you. That's true. <laughs> so, five. Is flat five? Flat five. Okay. A solid five. Solid five. Uh, you break through that glass, but you got a little too uh, handsy with that. You break that light crossbow in the middle. Stupid crossbow. I don't want it anyway. I want the bolts. <laughs> So I reach in and grab some bolts. Yep, you can take that entire quiver of bolts. So you have ten bolts. All right, cool. It's always good to have bolts. You want the crossbow to go with it? No, I got one. Touche. <laughs> All right, is there anything else? Sometimes I'm just like, I want to make my way to breaking glass. I'm going to finally make my way into that same room and go on. Yeah. Making ourselves at home, are we? They are. Yeah, Rasmus, how do you feel? You see a scots on the floor with a candle, like, burned out. You see a broken <laughs> glass cabinet. It's just that gift with Donald Glover coming in the room and everything's on fire. Dude, <laughs> swing <laughs> <a chair. laughs> oh. I swear to God, I had nothing to do with this. I just walked in. I'm going to put my arm around him and just point at the sconce and go, I did that. Yeah. And then I, I, I'm good. over. Good and I'm, for you. And I'm over by the armor thing and I'm just kind of pointing at the glass going, he did that too. Uh. <laughs> I think what they're realizing, with, I just want to kind of point out with, with Bjorn, 
think they were starting to realize like he, he came into this all like stern and cool looking, but now it's starting to just kind of fall apart. Right now. Well it's it's uh it doesn't appear like anyone's here anyway, and yet at the same time it does. No one's responding to any calls, so at the very least they're not here at the moment, but I I have my uh, suspicions. I'm, I'm looking for the kitchen, so I, I like to move back out to the main area and check some other doors. Sure, let's eat their food too. Why not? I'm down for it. I hope there's a turkey leg for me to whip. <laughs> there, there's more doors, so I want to open another yeah. door. Well, if you all were to come out, Zephra, something you would have noticed upon your inspection of that mantle, but in the same time, people were shattering another room. Uh, there is a uh, long sword mounted on a uh, velvet background. It looks like a portrait, but it's a physical sword in a sheath on the wall. Valerian steel. Okay. I'm not touching it, so it's staying there. And like I've seen what they've been doing, so I'm not saying anything either. Yep. <laughs> How pretty is take, the sword? Take what? Sword. It's a sheath. I feel like when we all looked at it, the sound just went How out. Pretty the yeah. <laughs> How pretty is the sheath? How pretty is the sheath? It looks, it hasn't been polished in a while, but it is a, a solid metal sheath. Oh, metal. as if a, a long sword that would be used by like someone in combat. See, I, I heard there was a sword up there, so I was interested, but apparently it's just a sheath. No, there's a sword in the sheath. Oh. Oh, okay. No, I was just saying you couldn't see the sword. You wanted to know how pretty the sword was. How ornate is the sheath? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Sounds still like more finished. bothered by the fact that there's a fire in the fireplace with all the dust and yeah, no... So not terribly by anything. It looks as if a standard issued military. Military, okay. I say we finish out the floor before we head upstairs. Though. Yes. Yeah, you're going to do much more damage up there. <laughs> okay, so the rest of you exit the den. You're back in the main hall. Uh, Zephyr, if she so wishes, can point out the long sword above the mantle. The staircase is still to your right. Rasmus, if he shares or not, anyone who looks would notice the same thing. If you look up the stairs, there are no lights or torches on the second floor, at least to your perception here. It looks dark. There is still what looks to be a, a door to your left... Uh, if the wall would come out a few feet, there's a door, another smaller door. It looks like a small little closet at this perspective, and then a little alcove that has two doors. Might as well get the small one out of the way at this point. I'm mm-hmm. going to head over there. Okay. Whatever that sort of closet-looking I'm going door to follow. Is. Yeah. Uh, so, Rasmus, if you're the one to do it, you will open the door to the closet. There is no resistance. It is just stocked with several black cloaks. Jesus, I don't even want to know these guys are getting into there's several black cloaks in the closet. Someone's actually left a top hat on the top shelf. Oh. Uh, you also find a cane with mm. a silver handle. I mean, I'm not in the business of taking people's stuff. I'm just observing at this point. I'm still not convinced that somebody doesn't or didn't recently live here. Dude. Okay. I will note for you, since you are the one looking in the closet as you kind of peer around, as your torchlight gets a glint, you notice that the handle of that uh, cane does look like the head of a bird. Okay. I mean, I'll point it out to anybody else who's looking, but I'm not going to touch it. Okay, so it you said black cloaks? Yeah. There's a closet full of black cloaks. There's a top hat on the shelf, and then also resting among the cloaks, there is a top hat. You cane. So when you say cloaks, you don't mean like hooded robe type cloaks, just like cape cloak or I mean, kind of a mix of the two. Like There's probably ones cloak. that look like they're made more for rainy weather where you would have a okay. pull over. But I guess I'm trying to say they don't look like this is a closet full of like 
bougie clothes. Satan. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, this cult. Is, yeah, cult there are yeah, yeah, cult rolls inside. Oh, so you found Batman's closet. Upon him sharing this information, uh, Red wants to. I want to check. Like, I want to stick my head. I want to look at these things. I want to see what kind of condition these these cloaks and this cane might be. Starts trying to lie. I'm gonna I'm gonna whisper to Bjorn. I bet he tastes them. <laughs> <laughs> you were just laughs a little bit. You just Why chuckles. are you a frat boy? <laughs> <laughs> you need an investigation check. Preferably with your dice roll, not with your tongue. <laughs> Say it with your dice. Say it with your dice. Yeah, well. Uh, I, I rolled an eight. Roll an eight? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, the cloaks, they look like they've been worn before. They're not new. But there's nothing that would show like there's no fresh mud or any dirt that looks like it would have been obtained recently. So, but All no, right. no built-up dust or anything. No, comment. Maybe not a lot left after be. the initial. I say rummaging, but after Rasmus opened the door, it would have probably knocked off the first layer. Right. They don't look like they've been interfered with recently. I'm not going to take anything, but I guess I'm going to join in this investigation. I want to see if I can find. Um, any names like is there like a tag in them of some kind, some kind of identifying mark, like a family crest, something like that? Investigation. Okay. Yep. Okay. That's not great. I got a four. Four. Yeah. No. These just look like run of the mill cloaks you would get from any general store. Any. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna give up on that pretty quickly then. Okay. All right. I'd like to uh, move on to the double doors now. Oh, I'm also. I'm gonna go feed the raccoons while they do it. So. Yeah. so that's not that's not in game, guys. That's, 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 that's in real life. So, <laughs> can I look at that cane just really quick for sure. move on from it? You too. Give me that investigation check. I would like to do that. Um, <laughs> you can help me out here. Is that just wisdom intelligence again? I believe the inspection should be just. Wait, what are we doing? He's investigating. Yeah, yeah it's it's intelligence. intelligence. I got minus one. But uh, oh, please, dice. Be good to me. Uh, 12, 13? Yeah, twelve. Okay. You feel an odd energy coming from this cane. But as you touch it, you feel that head has a little bit of gift to it, that top of the cane. So I'm going to do the thing. Yeah. You pull it apart, a slender steel blade, well cared for, comes out of that cane. Uh, this looks to be a rapier. I'm going to keep that. <laughs> no. Of course it is. And in fact, you, you, you feel a little bit of a, a special energy from this. Oh. I'm going to definitely keep that. that. That's all you get for now, but you do feel something of no. I can't use that, right? A rapier? Yeah. yeah that's a weapon. What are your weapon proficiencies? Uh, a sword. I mean, yeah, because I have a, I think I have a dagger. That's different. I mean, in terms of a, a weapon, you can use it. I don't think there would be anything preventing you from doing so. Okay. You just want to have proficiency is the thing. Yeah, it's a martial or, it's classified as a martial or melee weapon. It's finesse, but. Yeah, it should be able to. Yeah. To use that then. Uh, well, yeah, martial weapons is one of my weapons. Yep. So, all right. Can I? So I've got a dagger. Can I replace that dagger with that, or can I do both? Can I have a dagger on one and the? the it's a cane, right? Yeah. What about your? Okay, so I can just whip. The whip's in my hand. Shield on my back. Whip in my hand. Dagger, dagger on that side. And I guess the other hand I'll have the cane. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. You you could pimp what it up your way through this. Pimp ass, ass freaking pimp ass bird cane. Lady, you are. In fact, I walk in and I go like pimp ass bird cane, y'all, and I pull it out and show everybody. <laughs> All right, Aiden silky and then, and then I drink a full can of beer and crush it against my head. Oh yes, <laughs> you gotta go. No, actually, I run and grab the decanter and I hand it to him, <laughs> and I just chug. It. He holds me upside down and I chug it. 
Anyway, that's falling apart Jesus. quickly. I would like to check check these double doors now. No, I would like to get a dexterity check out of your I want to see how well, or your con check. I want to see how well you hold up to this. Like a party check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sure is, pal. Plus five. Lindsay should have never said, why are me and Kaz uh, frat boys? Because now that's all I'm going to do. That's my my name's Aiden and I like to party. I'm the, when I said I was a Belmont, I'm the Belmont from the old Captain N cartoon. Just a douche. He's a legacy. The shitty Baldwin. Steaming ass over here. Anyway, Tanner, what were you doing now? I would like to check the double doors to uh, see if they are unlocked or whatever the next doors were. Uh, so to the left of that cloak room from what you can see in that little cloak closet, there is a single door. And there's also to the right of the cloak closet a little alcove or a little five-foot entryway where there's a door in front and a door to the right. Okay. Uh, let's try the one in front first. So is it if you go to the right yeah. of the cloak room walk forward? Okay. That door is unlocked and it enters into a kitchen or a dining area, excuse me. There's a, a dining table uh, with places for six. Uh, nice wooden chairs with a little bit of, uh, oh, what's it called? You know, nice, like, batted background where it's all, like, the, the button area and it all pulls together. Upholstered. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> like, it's a nice upholstered chairs. These are, are well taken care of. Uh, all the silverware and china is set as if there's a, a welcome room of people ready to be received. And to your left, you see a small hearth and a small fire. Okay. Uh, once again, checking the condition of everything in there. Uh, I like to look at the chairs and the silverware and see what their conditions are. Undisturbed. If you were to run your finger down the table, you would again get that light filled with dust. Okay. But nothing... Nothing's broken. This looks like it's ready for a party. Lick it. I'm gonna elbow Bjorn at point. Lick it. Okay. Uh, Lick it. <laughs> give me. I know what I'm looking for. Being the kitchen right now, I'm going to assume that the door that I didn't go in, the one to the right or left, whatever it was, uh, is probably the kitchen. So I'm gonna back out. And I'm gonna check that door. Come and, back out in the hallway. And you would see the same thing. So you would see what you expect. It's a kitchen. Okay. So he's just going deeper in by himself. Seemingly. Oh, I'm following. No, I'm following. I'm not yet. I got to see what this guy's up to. I do want. I, I want to follow, but before we go in, I, I'd seen that he got his his pimp cane. I got a pimp cane. Got, right. got, I'm just hanging by the stairs because I'm getting sick of their, their, it's, their. It's a rapier. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, he took it, and it's got some thing. kind of magical property to it. And I, I like shiny things too. So he knows it has some. He did an investigation check, and he was able to find it. Yep. So I'm looking. He doesn't know of its origin or what it is, but he knows there's something special. God, something tells me it's gonna bite him in the ass later. But I don't know this. <laughs> but I'm looking. I'm looking at what he got, and then I, I look up at the sword that's above the mantle, and I'm kind of curious. Is it a big sword, like a two-handed, one-handed sword? I mean, it's a long sword. So in terms of game mechanics, I believe you would have to wield it two-handed. Long sword should be a one-handed. I mean, if it goes by a traditional long sword. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Can be used with one or two hands. No, one or two hands. So I want to pull that thing off the wall. Okay. So I give it. Uh, what do I do? You don't really need anything. Oh, well, I think you walk up to it, you it's got like the two hooks that would be holding it up yep. as if it's kind of mounted. So I pick you, it up off the wall and, lift I, it and, and all. does it have any any unique like qualities? Any does it does it like have any writing on it? Anything like that? Nothing of note. Again, the uh, the sheath itself looks a little beat up, worse for wear as if it has gone through a few uh, marching orders. Okay. If you were to withdraw the long sword, it seems sharp to the touch, so it's still a. Cable That's the part weapon. I was curious about. Like, is the it's blade intact? But there's nothing ornate about it. It's a, it has simple hilt, a little okay. bit of leather wrapped around the actual holding portion of it. Nothing, nothing untoward. Nothing unusual. 
So I just put it right back on a, on the hooks. Since there's nothing like special about it, I figure it's probably just something, just a, like artwork or something. <clears throat> so then I figure out where the uh, where red went, and I just kind of follow in. Old red, you walk your way into a kitchen, and it's as you expect. As you ring your torch around there, the accoutrement of a kitchen. There's a rolling pin, a platter where you would have flour or something ready to make a bread. There are the dishes on the left side of the wall on a counter. And you actually notice now there's a little bit of a, a curtained opening where things could be passed through if necessary to the other room. But again, it all looks relatively untouched. What is, uh, do I notice any, anything used for uh, food storage or food uh, preservation? Not in this room specifically. Okay. But you do see ahead of you another small uh, I'm going to turn and look at Van Helsing. I mean, uh, Belmondo. Belmondo. No, Valmont. Legally, uh, Konami. Say, hey, Simone Valmont. Say, let's go check out this other door over here. I'm kind of curious. I, I I will do so. As I'm just still looking at the cane, and I keep pulling it out and pushing it back in. <laughs> yeah, sure. And looking at it, okay. something about it. I'm just drawn to it. Okay. So, you open this other door, I will notice that you pass a small little fire pit in the room, someone that would be used in terms of cooking. Yeah. But as you walk to the left, open a door. Uh, there's only room for, especially you at seven feet, it's really only you. It's a small pantry. Okay. Do we see any food substance here? You do. Nothing terribly rotten. There's no meats or anything. There's no smell permeating in here, per se. <laughs> if you were to look closely at the cabinets and shelves you would see some dry goods like beans and things of that ilk that haven't perished but there's nothing nothing certainly uh, catching your interest as edible food items yeah. they look like they're just long dry storage well I'm not seeing anything in here of importance uh, I was just I was curious and you know this is given my history uh, you know there's, there's things here that I was looking for and I'm not seeing signs of it currently so uh, let's go back and just let the rest of the party know that, you know, this area is clean. I want to peer in just really quick okay. and, and see the food. So you say the food is, it's it's been untouched, basically. It looks like it's not rotten, but it's... No, it's just like I said, it's all dry goods. It's things that wouldn't perish in a short time, like dried beans. Okay, dried so there's you, there's no way to tell, like, how long it's been there. No, okay. at least not that from your inspection. All right. No, no, hard, hard tack, things like that. Things that don't show their age. Um... I don't know if I would know this just out, out hand. If you want me to make a check, I will. But at this point, I'm going to follow them in. And having heard them look and discuss it, I'm just going to make mention. So somebody probably does not live here regularly. Could be a vacation home or a summer, home. A summer home, things like that. But there's still yeah. mists. But, but there's still multiple fires and torches being lit. Somebody has Someone's been the, here the, uh, cooking hearth there, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to like to expect it. Do I see any... Recent charcoal there? Do I feel any any radiant heat from previous fires that have been set recently? If you put your hand on it, it feels cold. To the touch, okay, as if it hasn't been lit in weeks. Okay, well, well they've been here, but they haven't been eating. And it's just this floor that's lit up. Why just this floor? Let's find out. Let's. Uh, I think yeah. the next unexplored room is. 
Come back, come back out to the, to the grand staircase there. Is there, is there Which any, I'm leaning against the banister waiting she's for just you guys. <laughs> Is there anything else that we missed in that room? Any of the doors? No, there's the only door you haven't opened, but if you would have walked the fireplace in the dining room, you would have noticed that it's just a door that exits from there. It's a second entrance into that main hall. Hey, author, you really want a good story? I'm going to point up at the darkness up, up above us. Go find out what's up there. Uh, I just kind of give him a glare and start walking up the steps. <laughs> well, then I'm going to say, whoa, I was just kidding. And then walk in front of her with the, uh, well, I, yeah, I guess I still have my torch. Yeah. So I have a cane, a torch, and a whip. Whip's down. Torch and cane in hand. Yeah. I'm going to step in front of her and say, why don't we just all go together? After you. I didn't say that, but okay. I will lead and, and start to make the walk upstairs. There's still one room in the main room that we have, one door we haven't explored. The, the only room. door that had not been opened is a second entrance of the dining area. Mm-hmm. One. Hmm. Oh, okay. So that extends all the way down. Got it. That's yes. what I was trying to get from you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I apologize. This is something No, I wasn't here when that happened. Yeah. That's what I mean. Walk slowly up those stairs. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Are they We're going up spiral? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll follow them up. All right. I'm watching from below. So, so far, Aiden and Rasmus are going up. I'm, I'm going up the steps. So everybody but yeah. Lord. She was going to go up there first. Uh-huh. Let's stop her. As you approach the last few steps toward the landing on the second level, you start to feel a draft blow down in lack of an option for this realm or era. It feels like a fan has been kicked off and blowing directly towards you as you walk up to that landing. Uh, you, For those of you that start climbing the staircase, your dark vision kicks in. <laughs> You're able to see as you approach that this uh, this room does have a few dimly lit candles. There's nothing in the way of torches on the wall, but the room has some slight light. I don't actually have low light vision, I don't think. I don't room. have it. As a human, probably not. Yeah. No. But I got this torch, and I got this sword. You would, though, wouldn't you? No? No. So, no. Yeah, you, don't. you do. I don't. <laughs> this leads My fun trick is unending breath. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, when we when we enter the room at the set of the stairs, is are we like against the wall? Or are we in the middle of the room? Where is the staircase enter? Staircase would drop you off in what would look like on the main floor as well, another opening hallway. Okay, gotcha. You do see a fireplace on the other side as you were approaching this dimly lit. At least for the two of you that can see dark vision. Yeah, I mean you can see enough with some candles. There are candles on top of the mantle. There are three that are lit, but the fireplace is not active. Is there any, can I tell if there's any, any kind of fuel for a fire inside the fireplace? Or Not close to distance. the fireplace? Not from this distance. How far am I from the fireplace? Uh, from where you are climbing the steps to about 15, 20 feet. I like to slowly move towards the fireplace and see if I can see anything for fuel. Okay. Do you still have your torch with you? Yes. Okay. As you walk by, you will notice this first. Erasmus, you would probably see this as the light passes by. On each side, there are two suits of armor flanking the fireplace in this room, spears in hand, with wolf-shaped visors. Mm-hmm. The two doors that you would see on each side are normally caves. Or so would there be uh, suit of armor, double doors, suit of armor, fireplace in the middle. As you walk by and you see those double doors on either side, they are likewise intricately carved with wildlife, wolves, forest. And there's also... Uh, Another third, slightly thin door that would allow you to climb up the stairs further if you 
you wish to do so. But at least in front of you, this is you see. Just trying to know, while I saw going out, I was waiting for him to get up there before I moved, moved proceeded, so I went ahead and did so. You want to make sure he didn't hear you screaming. Yep, exactly. Smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I'm sorry I missed it. So on this 94, did I catch like really there are three doors like on the all each? As you were to come out of the staircase, there are two double doors on either side. Either side. Mm-hmm. There's also, uh, as the stairs would go up, kind of underneath where the stairs would continue going, there's a little door there. Okay. So kind of a little one back here, if I'm remembering correct. Kazan's been running this. Yes, you I've never actually tried it. Are you? Yes, you have. You had them at Halloween last year. I did. I? Yes. I don't remember this. Really? A little we're drunk. A little weenie. No, I'm kidding. That's not true. Not They're good little weenies. Hey, it's fine. Yeah. I, I missed it if you said it, but was there any fuel for the fire there at the fireplace? As you approach, no. No, okay. There are no logs or anything. They're just the three candles that are burning in front of you. That's a good week. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, check the double doors to the left. That was going to duck these things up. Out of the landing of the, the steps. Yeah. Yeah. But at this point, I mean, precaution. I'm not going to act like I'm not you know, taking them, but I'm. it's just check the door handle. If it's open, open it up. Yeah. As you approach, if you're the first one to approach and you jiggle the handle, you kind of pause for a second, you start hearing music on the other side of the door. <laughs> and as you open it, if that's if you do wish to do so, it seemed as though you were doing that when you did it. Shine Shack. Did, did, uh... Yeah, I'm going to open it, but I'm going to do that thing where you open the door and you kind of push it open and just stand right where you are when you do it. Yeah. <laughs> just in the doorway. Yeah. I was, I was about to say, did as with, yeah. with the Red... Night, the night Jason or uh, Michael came home. Yeah, you know, with, it's that move. With yeah. Red, like, following him, would he have heard the music start as well? Yeah. Yeah, hopefully you would look back at him and he'd just be going, mm-mm, mm-mm. Cinematically, <laughs> it's, it's cinematically, you see it from the door's perspective as it swings open and Hunter's character is standing there and then you see my character just peek out above him and to the right, like, <laughs> looking uh, at do I have, Do I have time? Can I, do I recognize the song or, like, what kind of instrument is being played? No, you actually, you can physically see it. Okay. Uh, there is light in this room and fireplace in this room is lit as well. Uh, you being the first one to see it, you're astonished. And a scene akin to the dancing scene in Beauty and the Beast, there are two fairly translucent figures dancing in the middle of the room. Okay. They don't seem to notice that you're there. Oh, that's awesome. They are waltzing or dancing about. The fireplace at the far end of the room is orange. There's nobody at the harpsichord. So they don't see it. They don't, they don't... On its own. They don't realize we're there. They don't acknowledge your presence currently. So, they are simply just waltzing through. Again. Sorry. Monster killer. Uh, dealing with things of the of the paranormal nature, uh, I I would recognize what this is, right? Like what these they're they're ghosts, right? Yes. Okay. It doesn't take much of an investigation, at least for you to see fairly translucent beings. Well, I didn't I didn't know how much but ghosts been, were like accepted as like oh yeah they're ghosts of course in this world for right you, like, you're someone who would have encountered them before yes well that's what I'm saying like with with everyone else like would I be able to just kind of just say like ghosts. Yeah, I would say so. And would everybody believe him? I believe him. Because I would say ghosts, to go outside the game slightly, ghosts are a common part of the canon in D&D, even not in this setting. They're yeah. ghosts in the universe. So. For so, what I am, what, I will believe yeah, whether, You know how whether badly I want to do a get him right. <laughs> <laughs> so I will speak openly about them and just kind of whisper to everybody, you know, assuming I, I have the ghost lore in my head correct is what they are in D&D, that usually ghosts are, you know, they're not aggressive. They're not violent. They're just spirits left over from before. So we shouldn't have any problem with them. So Red, unless they're bad. Red hearing this also thinks about uh, Zephyr uh, looking at the paintings downstairs. So I kind of like 
slowly reach across and I get her attention and say, Come here. <laughs> I'll move up the door. And I, do, do, do you recognize these people? Are these the people from the venues downstairs? Give me a perception Watch my die hate me. What else is going on? Rasmus has a red, <laughs> red five. Uh, tied around his wrist that he tightens a little bit. Okay. Zephyr, they're not at least the entity. There are humans. They look like humans. They're the male and the female. That's all you can really tell. The being is translucent as they are. Their facial visage isn't really there. Like yeah, I know what to do. I know exactly how to handle this. I walk up behind Red and I'm like, "Go lick one." <laughs> no, no, no. Everyone just follow me. Do exactly as I do. Walk this way. Walk this way. I'm gonna walk up do. to him and just like peacefully ask him, like, you know, where are you from? Originally, they take no notice of you. Uh, the harpsichord maybe ups its volume slightly. They, uh, the keys are being hammered a little harder, but they take no notice of you. They continue to waltz around the room. They're up in the air, or are they down below? Kind of pivoting up and down, or oscillating. In the same kind of pattern, floor. or is it kind of random? They're dancing. Yeah, it seems yeah. To, to the music. Yeah, they kind of just oscillate in a wave pattern, kind of throughout the room as they were to do their steps. And I and like my character would have history, like similarly. Um, as far as understanding ghosts and how that entity interacts with physical world, so I just kind of walk out into uh, out into the middle of the floor as they start to pass through, and just to see just to see if they pass through. Uh, they would pass through you. Any sense? Any? You feel a slight chill okay. as something you feel as something passes through you, okay. but nothing ominous or untoward. So, hey, hey. I'm going to speak to Hunter's character. I, I, I'm never going to pronounce Rasmus. Rasmus. And uh, just tell him, you know, sometimes ghosts can be interacted with, with a trigger object. Sometimes they, you know, are attached to things. And then I pull out that cane and say, worth seeing if this has any effect on them. And I'm just going to kind of walk towards them holding it out and see if they react to it in any way. Like, maybe they remember it or it's something they're familiar with. Anything like that. Give me an investigation check. But, that, but me don't. Okay. I got it. I got it. Wait, investigation? No, it's history. I have a plus one. Come on, baby. 15. Yeah. You, you hold it up, I assuming, like... Just kind of, just kind of pointing it toward them, yeah. Yeah. They pay no attention to it. Nothing phases them. Good roll for nothing. What if I... All right, so just for, you know, sake, I pull the sword out. At least the sword being, or the rapier being unsheathed? Nothing. And for everything you guys can tell at this point, this couple does not know you are here, or if they do, they don't care that you exist. They are simply enjoying their own company dancing. So, is there a, a the music machine? It's harpsichord. It, the harpsichord is it being played by just an unknown entity of some sort? The key. If you were to go turn around and look, you'll see keys moving. There's no one there. So well, here's what I was going to do while he was doing his thing. I was going to Red was going to slowly move around to the harpsichord. And take his arm and just press as many of the keys down as possible at one time. Okay. Well, hearing that, I get a chill and think, I wish he hadn't done that. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's okay. You can do that. Hmm. <laughs> the ghost then attack Aiden and he dies. <laughs> now Lit he is a ghost. Initiative. <laughs> No, little the harpsichord crashes down on your hand real quick. Ah. You pull it back, you take one damage. Okay. <laughs> uh, other than the momentary clang of noise of you striking all those keys at once, it picks back up in the tune as if nothing happened. Just chomp on <laughs> I'm gonna just like sidle into that scene and go, what have we learned? 
Stop touching things. So, walking back, it's more likely this is a, some kind of residual haunting, not intelligent, so I don't think these guys are going to interact with us. <clears throat> Can that explain the self-playing harpsichord? Well, ghosts, generally, if, if they're used to a routine, will continue doing that routine even in death. They may not even notice that we're here. Is there anything else in the room? Um, drawers, things we can search through? Nope, look yeah, at it's, any a, books. it's a fairly empty room. Like the walls are ornate, the sconces are lit, the fireplace is lit, but it, it seems to be an empty ballroom other than the harpsichord and a couple dancing. So okay. Any, any doors that are unopened that we haven't explored yet? Not in this room specifically. I would direct everyone out of the room and so say, I just, leave them to their dancing. Yeah, so I just say stupid ass ghosts and I just kind of like leave. I'm going to watch for a moment longer and then leave. You notice them continue to go. The, the, the song does uh, come to a, a resolution and then immediately picks back up into a new one. Closing the doors gently, turning around to the everyone else and say, so this place is haunted. I want what they have. <laughs> I say we keep looking through these doors and find uh, one that maybe does react to us. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so if you were to enter back into the main hall, again, as you pass by the double doors into that ballroom, there's still a suit of armor on each side of you. Has anybody checked the suit of armor? Not yet. Mm-mm. I don't know, unless y'all did it while I was gone. No. No. Can, can like, as we're moving to the next one, can I, like, knock on the set of armor just to up on it? make sure there's nothing inside of it? I mean, you can take a look at it. There's nothing. It's take one damage. You heard your fist. You're just gonna triple yourself to death. It's, all, it's, it's already dead. hurting, and now you've ruptured. Death That's by a thousand cuts. No, on this first one, you're to pass your torch by. It looks decorative, but unusable because it's missing key parts. Like there are no bracers. There's no uh, spaldings. There's nothing there. The metal helmet, as you noticed on the first pass, looks like a wolf head, and the visor has sharp metal teeth, as if they've been filed to that. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, lean, I, I lean into um, that. What? What? Vaden. 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 I lean into him and ask him if he wants to try on the helmet. <laughs> no. No. He, he just he points to his hair, which is long and silver and beautiful, and is just like, no, I don't wear helmets. I but do. then I then I take it off. And I go over to the author and I just put it on her head. <laughs> okay. Do, do you willingly let that happen? No, I would have stepped away. <laughs> okay, strength contest between the two of you. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. Oh. While this is happening, I'm going to check the other door. Same. I'm going to check the double doors. We'll, we'll come to that here in a moment. Oh, I don't like this. I just, 13. I just killed 13. Lindsay. Hold on, I'm loading. I don't know what my strength is. <laughs> Loading, please. He doesn't wait. know his own strength. Refurbering. Yeah, while they're doing, I'm with Rasmus. We're gotta go check out this okay. room. Yeah. While those rolls happen, the two of you move toward that other double door. I assume not the small. Yeah. 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 Okay. If you were to again jiggle the doorknob and let it loose, uh, there is walls of a library in front of you. Sixteen. Oh. Sixteen. I lost. Okay. So you <laughs> place this wolf helmet on her head. Uh, Lindsay, give me, uh, give me a wisdom save. Oh, oh no! Okay. Oh, what no. did you do? Oh, so I use the the plus that's under the saving ones. Correct. This go around. Uh, thirteen. Okay. You feel a brief flash of bloodlust toward Aiden specifically, <laughs> but as you were trying to resist him putting it flush on your head, it sets on your head for a moment, and you're able to, after that brief flash, wrest the helmet off of your head. Okay. Don't do that again. 
Always playing. Good <laughs> round. Let's let's not touch this anymore, and I'm no, gonna put it back you don't where even it needs know that to happened. be. Yeah, I'm gonna ask like why? What what, what happened? <laughs> because I kind of want to kill you now. Like more so than you did before. Yeah. Hey, Zephra, give me your Arcana checks since you uh, doffed that. Okay. Fireball. Nineteen. Now I feel yeah. I feel like an actual jerk now. That's the worst part. <laughs> this helmet is cursed. Okay. And you have the feeling the other wolf helms are also cursed. Do not touch the wolf heads. <laughs> we can have wolf at all. If you wish, if you wish to explain, don't put the helmet on. You know, yeah. you now know that if someone were to put this helmet or any of these helmets on, they would feel a bloodlust, become hostile, and attack the nearest person to them. Okay. Basically, these things are going to turn you into a beast if you wear or touch these. Do not touch them again. All right, so with history and my knowledge and all that, would I know maybe knowledge. why these things are cursed or, like, for what, for, to what purpose or who may have cursed elements like this? I mean, that would probably fall under an arcana check. And you could do a history check as well, but I've one or the other. Good I'll do a history check because I'm, I'm, I feel like in my line of work, I may... You know, maybe something things. like this. In right. the meantime, I need to step back from everybody and kind of regather myself. Well, I clearly don't because it was a three. Okay, awesome. You know that cursed armor can exist. Cursed and people bad. are capable of crafting. <laughs> yeah, cursed yeah, bad. That's all you. Need. Cursed bad. It's like the time Aiden stuck his tongue in the electric socket. <laughs> he learned a valuable lesson that day. The helm contains potassium benzoate. <laughs> that's bad. Can I go now? <laughs> All right, so Zephyr, you are stepping back from the party a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to go back to the top of the stairs and just stay there because I need to regather myself, and I just kind of shut down from all of them. I mean, the, the room is dimly lit. I don't trust anything that's happening behind us right now. No. Right. So for the for the two of you that have entered in. Yes. Get us the fuck away from that situation. Three, I went three. Really you're with you, You're licking things. That's him. I'm, I'm, a walk, I'm holding the helmet, and I walk in, I follow behind him, and I'm going to look at a Red and say, do not lick this. <laughs> I think that would be very bad. So for those of you that have walked it's in. It's a little fuzzy on the whole good bad thing. <laughs> right. I'm just waiting for Red to just a backhand him. Important safety tip. Thanks, Aiden. Uh, for those of you that are in there now, a grand library lays before you. Okay. A floor-to-ceiling bookshelves. Looks like many thick, weighty tomes of untold worth. Novels, treatises, encyclopedias, histories. So large is this library and this room that there's a rolling ladder that goes about the perimeter to reach the high shelves. There's a girl in a blue dress. No. No ghosties, anything like it's just all bookshelves, anything all, else? All you can see is bookshelves. To your right, you see a very ornate, exquisite wooden desk uh, facing another fireplace. Upon the mantel placed therein is a framed portrait of a windmill on a rocky crag. Oh, so they got some shit from Ikea. Two reading chairs <laughs> are flanking the What's fireplace. What's scarier, honestly? I mean. <laughs> It's like, no, 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 no. Like no. one time, man. It was, never again, it. never again. Yeah, nightmares. Yeah, that's not a joke. Nightmare, a room full of fucking billies. <laughs> it, it was not a good experience. Fruit whales or, you know. Uh, uh, yard crofts. Uh, there are also, much like many other fireplaces you've noticed in this building, there are two, a little bit more ornate, reading chairs flanking the fireplace. They look uh, very cozy. Yeah, I'm good on it. Cody, I want to. I don't know how long this is going to take, because there's quite a bit, but I want to try to suss out are there any. Um, you said in terms of, of, of the books, just from what I can easily observe, there's 
what do you say, like treatises and like novels. And so there's all kinds of different writings, right? Yeah. If you want um, a shelf, I look. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're fine. Go ahead. Well, I'm, I'm curious what he's about to do because I have. I just walk up to a bookshelf and just start pulling shit down. <laughs> just, just like a cat. So, <laughs> I want to try to find anything related to the. Uh, oh, I had it written down so that I could say it and not be cheap here. The uh, Lagroff family. Yeah, I want to see if I can find anything like history. Basically, I'm looking for that word on the covers or, or bindings of any any books. And this place is huge, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go from the opposite side. While he's doing that, I'm going to come from the opposite side, just kind of knocking shit down. <laughs> because in my history, like, taking, like, that time was less valuable than just knocking stuff down to see what, what, what shook loose. Okay. Um, yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> who was behind it. All right. So first, for the record, you, I want to follow him looking through the books as he does it. Because as a person that loves history, I'm super interested in everything he's not going to do. And as I hear books falling, I'm going to join them in the room. Hey, Randy, he just starts throwing this. them in the fire. Uh, I'm going to start looking. I want to look around the mantle. Like, I'm looking for, again, I know these are rich, swanky people. I'm looking for these secret, hidden passages that might happen. Everybody's looking for their vault. Is it a problem? Yeah, you sure are. Problem. You sure are. Seven foot thief. Dirty right. red. So, Rasmus <laughs> is right, you. I gotta change the <laughs> <laughs> Seven foot thief. <laughs> Seven foot thief dirty red. Which is what I'm gonna definitely name my next uh, my acid jazz folk man. rap. <laughs> folk folk rap. Record. record. Seven foot Shit. dirty thief. That's, that's, Wait, what no, that's, what was. that's what ODB changed his name to. He went from Dirt McGurk to Old Red Chinese <laughs> Restaurant. Seven foot dirty thief, and then he died. Yeah, see some buck ass bluegrass. Asa right. is not watching the stream, but he's now named the Seven Foot Thief. <laughs> so I also like go. the term buck ass bluegrass. <laughs> Get that one? Well, <laughs> what, what am I making? So here? for you, there's again just a wall on this far left side. There are hundreds of tomes, and you see words such as history. Warfare, okay. alchemy. Go ahead and give me a history check. Okay, that's what I was hoping for. I think no, no, never mind. It's better than investigation. That's not terrible. Eighteen total. Okay, you have some knowledge from your time at the temple of uh, many ancient tomes, ancient books, ones that are heralded throughout Faerun. Yeah, uh, you see many first edition works of poetry and fiction. So many famous uh, mm. authors from where you come from, are also collected here. Very ornate, stamped bindings, and fine leather, rich mahogany is what the dress looks like. <laughs> but you, you notice these are, are well-kept, but also very well-respected and highly valuable. Okay. Um, uh, man. Which, as you do that, you hear Tweedledee. Where he's seeing the titles, I'm noticing leather and paper. And I'm just kind of like knocking this shit down, just looking for anything that I shake loose. Yeah. Okay. For the first pile of books that uh, Bjorn tosses down, Aiden, give me an investigation check. Technically, looking at my stats, this should be the other way around, but we'll go with it. <laughs> Negative one. <laughs> it's a zero. So he's like literally on his, hand, he's on his hands and knees sniffing the shit. All right, so Cass, your dice are officially done for the night. And the other dice. Wait, did you roll a one? Yes. Oh, okay, okay. okay. And I have a negative one, so, so it makes zero. it zero. Okay. So now I realize yeah, at that moment I can't roll shit. <laughs> I mean, you I'm can crit fail one. You can definitely not succeed. Yes, you can not succeed. Yeah, you can crit fail, but you did. Yeah, you have seen oh, nothing come loose. I've been faking it the entire time. He's like, look, look at the board. 
Oh, oh. I want to just pick oh. up a random book that he knocked on the floor. Okay. Uh, actually, while you're rummaging the file, you can get What are you doing? What, no, I read upside down at a third grade level. I have to go roll a one, but that puts me at a four. <laughs> yeah, Zephra, you, uh, at this point, it's a pile of books. You're working through it. You're curious to maybe gain some stories out of it. You see nothing in the way of specific details. Perhaps I am looking at them as they're going down. Perchance. Are you, though? Perchance. Perchance. I could roll for it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would like you to give me an investigation. Do you notice what you're throwing? Watch me get a nat 20 on this shit. Or so nine. I'm still die. coming off of my rage. So nine. Uh, what is it? Investigation. Investigation. Nine. How many little ball boys do you have? Nine, 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 ten, nine, twelve. Twelve, okay. Yeah, you at least know this much in the same vein as, uh, as uh, Rasmus. They're very valuable books. They're very nice books. They were not damaged before you started to go ham on them. <laughs> okay, in my annoyance of not noticing anything, I just knocked more down. <laughs> just keep doing it. Uh, a cat. No, I'm still looking. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, I'm looking you... for the book with pictures, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Rasmus, I'm sure you're probably getting annoyed by this. I would like you, as you start to investigate these books, give me an investigation roll for what you're doing. I'd like to just point out that Shannon came in here. Shannon's the Eric Camp Matthews uh, of the show. 17. He came in very serious and just turned into that. <laughs> it's like what I learned in professional wrestling is that when you get you something, go just go it. with it. Yeah. Yeah. Same. He'll be here when he's. You, as you pull off a, a collection of poetry, okay. you see something uh, sticking up, a, a piece of parchment jutting in about the middle of the book. Okay. I'll flip that. Okay. The, the section is relatively innocuous. It's just some form of historical war portal poetry. Okay. But the the parchment is a letter. Fairly worn, but it, it looks like it's a letter. It's about a half page. Okay. I'm going to take it over to the desk so that I can kind of read it better. Maybe pop that torch into some sort of hole or something so okay. I can have my hands free. Yep. I will note while you walk over to the desk again, this is a very richly ornate desk. But this is yeah. someone who you see an oil lamp. Jar of ink, a quill pen, tinderbox, okay. and a letter kit. Yeah, if I could light that lamp, that'd be great. And also, in the process, as I pass this, can I look over at him and just mouth like, <laughs> I'm just nice. Hit him with the spray bottle. <laughs> I, I, like when he does it, I do my hands like this and then just knock another one down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. For what it's worth for you noticing while you're looking at this desk and maybe just setting over, uh, that uh, letter kit contains a, a wooden seal showing a windmill insignia. Okay. Um, we'll look at the letter. I'll come back. To that. Okay. So the letter that you wrest from the book reads us. Count Lagroft, I'm looking forward to my visit with you. It has been some time and I'm eager to meet Elizabeth and to learn that she is with child. I'm sorry to hear you are not. I hope my services can be helpful to Elizabeth and yourself. Your friend, Dr. Moses Frieden. F-R-E-E-D-M-A-N. Okay. Um, I'm going to guess that I don't recognize any of those names outside of the obvious. No, at least so far. Other than obviously right. Count Lagroff being the name on the plaque. <clears throat> right, and I can probably deduce that Elizabeth was his wife who we saw in the other pictures, which at this point I'm going to get her attention um, and let her parse over that And while once she's finished. Um, so Elizabeth is definitely the wife. Okay, yeah. Right? While you two are commiserating and uh, making some comments over this letter, your last finger flick actually caught a very beautiful red book with black text on the spine called The Book of Kings. Upon knocking that book off the uh, bookshelf, you hear a subtle bump. 
a C next to it. In the, the book itself made the sound, or something up on the shelf? Something on the shelf made that popping sound. So, okay. So, like a button sound or something? Like something movable? Like I start... Kind of like it, a latch. Yeah, a yeah. I start latch. messing with that whole area to see yeah. what's there. You you feel... You feel the actually, before I do that, before I do that, I, I'm like, I kind of point at like, sounds, sounds. <laughs> you kind of rummage your hand around, you feel the groove, and you start to pull that entire bookshelf. It's a small section of it, but it does swing open. And, and then at that point, I just stop, go, Shit. and I'm like, ha! And actually, I look straight at Rasmus, Secret and I'm like, tunnel. this, this, Swamp Beach. I'm gonna whisper, <laughs> I'm gonna whisper to Red, and he did it without even licking it. <laughs> I, I imagine it's Tony Stark. Please be a hidden door, please be a hidden door. <laughs> Yay! So you hear these hinges squeal in oh, the blue. Oh, that's wonderful. Hey, I found it. You're the one licking walls, and I just pulled down books. <laughs> so you don't have dark vision. Do you have any light with you? Do I have any light with I me? have a torch. Okay. Remember, he remember pulled it out, so yeah, I walk over and so I... Whomever approaches, you see a dusty and cobweb-filled room, probably no more, six by eight. A very small room. Lying. I feel like we shouldn't let them go in there alone. That's probably not the worst idea. But that's a lot of us in a um, small room. Especially quickly, quickly, yeah. Quickly or freely that area though. You said that the the seal, like a like a wax seal, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's a wooden it's a wooden stamper insignia, but there's okay. a wax kit to seal letters. Okay, and it's got the image of a windmill on it. Um, let's take a look at that painting again. Is there is there any? Because you said the painting's also of a windmill, right? That was down in the. Uh, okay, are they roughly the same size? Or are we talking this thing's pretty large? I mean, in terms of scale, something drawn down to it, it would much make sense. Smaller. It looks okay. similar to what this painting. So looking over the painting, there's nowhere to like insert the. No, it's a pretty okay. flat frame. Okay, all right. You, you get the vibe. Um, it's just catalog rock has either it's a family <clears throat> symbol yeah. or something. I'm not. I'm still not super comfortable taking so, which is why I'm not taking any of those books. But I will pocket that uh, that seal and uh, fold the letter back up. We'll pocket that as well. Okay. Uh, before before you know her, before you leave, as you kind of rattle around and pick up that seal, you do notice that on either side of this desk there are drawers. Well, then I'd like to open those drawers. Yep. If we make it go faster, I'll do one side and you can do the other side. Yep. <laughs> yeah, sure. Zephyr, you open up the uh, left side. You find a, a small dagger. Again, nothing in terms of the comparable to the longsword. It's iron. It's not ornate. looks worn and used, but it's there. It's sharp. Okay. Uh, as for you, uh, Rasmus on the other side, you find an iron key. Okay. Nothing tethered to it, nothing, just a plain iron key. I'm going to take that as well, because we have, to the best of my knowledge, not come across anything that was locked other than that cabinet. Boy, that got resolved really quickly, so, you know. <laughs> smashy, smashy. <laughs> yeah, but this time I look over the aspects, I go, and I just knock another book down before I walk in. Uh, <laughs> I'm coming, I'm coming. You specifically see a nice fan in the middle of it crumple up. The pages are, are ruined. Um, I cringe a little there. bit. Yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. I have stupid books, and I'm walking. <laughs> right. Now, mind you, this room being small enough, it's, it's only going to be It's only going to be your seven seasons. Eight. Give seven That's minutes. The rest of you are going to kind of press behind them. Okay. There's no room for you to enter. Okay. For those of you, Bjorn and Aiden, you step in as you kind of put your torch toward this back wall. You see a, a heavy chest. What's more to that, though, uh, there is a skeleton in leathers laying on the chest. Like draped across it? Yeah. 
Does he look like he was in like motion of doing something like at the time of, of the death where he's like? What's your passive like perception? <laughs> I guess I could also do that, right? Since, yeah, uh, it's passive, so he should be on that first page. Uh, passive perception, just what my pa- uh, bonus yeah. point uh, plus two. Uh, no, actually, you on your first page, your stat page. You should have a passive. Passive. Uh, uh, wisdom perception, 12. Okay. Uh, passive perception is nine. Okay. 12 will do it. Uh, you notice the skeleton looks kind of like a thief. You see a little bit of uh, a lockpick kit or something on their hip that would look like that tool set or thieves tools. Uh, looks like uh, in the leather armor, there's a small dart. Oh. I want to look at the walls. I've seen this. Yep. Same. Yeah, check the walls. Are there like any holes where you see like a like a barrel or anything like that? Not a barrel. If you were to kind of wave your torch across either side of this room, you will see small openings or like cutouts in the walls. I, I kind of wave to him to just kind of move the torch down to the ground too, just to see if there's anything obvious, any trip wires, any any. Pressure, uh, pressure plates, yeah, things of this nature. You don't see any pressure plates. You do notice as you kind of go lower toward the chest, though, that the, the lid is slightly ajar. Do do we notice any other bolts or anything on the darts on the ground? Like you, like they have been shot and didn't hit him? <clears throat> you see one stuck on the left wall, kind of across. So if there were two on each side is what you would see. But the one, trunk is open. The, the chest is open. So you would see one dart from the other side, but also one in this chest. So a little earlier we saw uh, that wasn't there like some some spears or something somewhere in the chain in the armor. Yeah, so I run and grab one of those spears. Okay. And then I uh, to, and I want to use that spear to kind of like from a distance okay. lift get up. out of the ways of the darts. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. As you lift up or kind of crowbar that thing open, uh, what's your strength number just in general? Uh, ten. Okay. Yeah, zero. Yeah, that's fine. That's actually all you would need to be a ten. Uh, you go ahead and kind of, it takes you a little bit, you get a little force to pop it open because it's a fairly heavy chest. It's a dense open chest. But the lid pops open, you don't hear anything. Much like the hinges to the secret room, it does give an ominous creak or a groan as it opens because it seems like this hasn't been opened often. But nothing trips. So I'll wait to him just kind of if you want to move your torch over into it and take a look inside. How, how tall are the holes in the walls? Like, is it full bottom to top, or is it just a specific spot? No, it would be two. You would see probably about six feet up, not four feet up. Okay, so I'm, whenever we go here, I'm making sure to hop across the other side to get out of the way, just in case. You never know. Okay. And then I'm going to put the torch toward it and see what's inside. Okay. Inside, you see a, a piece of folded parchment. Uh, wax seal has been broken, but it is there. Uh, you see a couple scrolls tied together. You see a leather pouch. I want to check the uh, the letter. I want to read what, what's in it. Okay. You open the letter, and as you were to open it, you pour the torch over it. It reads thusly. Count Longroft, you have betrayed me and have meddled with the dark powers, of which you know nothing. Nothing is underlined. Return to my charge, and I will allow you to live in Barovia for eternity. If you do not, darkness will fall upon those you love. Your lord and master, Strahd Von Zeller. That name, Shivers. I feel like I would. I feel like I've heard that name in in these travels that yeah. I've had. If you as a monster hunter, you may not have. Uh, there isn't a lot of knowledge in the forbidden realms of this person, but you've heard whispers. You've heard names, and Stroud von Zerovich is one. And I, I want to. I'm going to take the letter and leave Bjorn in there to look at the other stuff, and I'm going to walk out to where everyone else is and 
tell them this, that I found this letter and this is what it said. And then I want to explain to them everything that I know about Strahd while not revealing that I know maybe more than they think and that he may be part of the reason why I'm here. Uh, give me a deception check. This is the part where I screw up and I go, this is from Strahd. I don't know who he is. <laughs> why? Just, who said I did? This dude bad. This dude real bad. Have you seen this guy? Would you say deception? Deception, yeah. I don't know. Oh, that's that. a charisma. I got charisma. Yeah. We'll see. Seven. I'm starting to hate this game. And I remember why. <laughs> you, you certainly try. You uh, you talk to the party. I, I'm going to give a little bit of option for you guys to uh, maybe be a bit more inquisitive with him. You feel that there's something obscure. Uh, you hear the name Strahd mentioned, and for both of you, actually all three of you, Ren, Rasmus, and Zephyr, you do feel that same chill of your spine. It's almost as if someone took a piece of ice and went from the base of your spine all the way up to the bottom of your neck. This does not feel like a comfortable name. This would feels it, overbearing. Would it be going too far to say that that is, that's the name that I heard in my dream? Yeah. That would be going too far? You've heard, no. You've okay. Heard <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going too yes, far. Yes, 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 Sorry. Silence. <laughs> Out of the room. You went too far. Too far. Flash okay. the thing. Flash the thing. <laughs> How many times you flash the thing, Mikay? Um, then no, at the, the Ilmater, the voice of Ilmater, whatever you may perceive that mm-hmm. voice to be mentioned, it did not give you much detail, but okay. the same ominous presence you felt in your dream that led you to come here started speaking the name of at, at the risk of sounding like uh, something out of Batman v Superman, why'd you say that name? It's in the letter. That's it. That's me. No, he bad. <laughs> God, Come on, God damn swamp monster! Stop it! How much? How much can I reveal? Like how much? How much You've can I tried. reveal about Strahd? So if if he's giving me daggers right now, saying, "Come on, friend, you know, tell the truth," and I'm not a bad person, so I don't want to lie to them without telling them too much. I mean, I would say what you tried to do with that deception check was obscure. Maybe your depth of knowledge. You, can I can I say what he is? What you think he is. Because I would say at this point, even in your travels, there's been, again, this name sounds ominous, there have been murmurs, but no one in the Forbidden Realms has seen him physically, or has known of his presence. So, whatever you believe it to be, you can certainly share. Could I share, like, knowing his history before he became this? That he was, you know, a, a warrior, that he was a good man, and rumors say that he came here and took over and... He is something more than human. Is that a good? Yeah. Okay. And I say that with a very ominous tone. Like, yeah. he. when I say something more than human, I don't mean a great person. I suppose so, the better question would be, is he still human at all? No one And what knows. does he want with us? So while this conversation is going on, Red is, like, leaned up against the, the mantle, both, you know, like, forearms on it, his head resting on his fist. And it's almost, you almost think he's sobbing, but that name brought something up in him that's hurting. Yeah. So what I'm doing now, I, uh, back into this back room, I, I take a look into the <laughs> He does not give a shit about Strahd. <laughs> he wants shiny gold. Oh, and shiny thing. So yeah, whatever, the, the, the pouch that's in there, I okay. take a look. Yeah, you can open the pouch. Yep. It's a leather pouch with 100 gold pieces in it. Pocketed. 
fucking thief. Uh, wait, <laughs> Jesus. Eight, eight, yeah, exactly. You're the only one in there. Yeah, I'm not yeah, even no, in there. No, 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 um, <laughs> what else is in there? All right, Sticky Fingers McGee. There's also two uh, two scrolls in there. Grab those two. What's on them? Okay, they are two spell scrolls. One of them is Bless, which is a first level enchantment spell. Yeah, it is. I can do that. Mm-hmm. The other That's one, something you can do. That's something I can do. Some, the other one is Spiritual Weapon. I can't do that. Spiritual weapon. It doesn't believe in all that. Religion. All right. And then, <laughs> you're right. Uh, Whenever go pieces. Cool. And wait, as a blood hunter, like I, like scrolls don't give me any inherent ability to do that. Like that's just if I had the ability to do that, cast them, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically a one-time spell. All right. Cool. I will keep both of those as one it's go. The, it's the holy hand grenade of Antioch. Oh. Ho, ho. I wouldn't get too excited, though, because... <laughs> there you go. Thank you, everybody. Cool. All right, I come back outside while they're all... Everyone's just silent. Silent. <laughs> all, it's really fucking awkward, and I'm just kind of like... I just kind of put my arms up, like, what's what's happening? What, when he does that, there's an audible jingle in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, With no, the... you know what? Give me a... Everyone give me a perception. <laughs> Motherfucker, your money don't jingle, jingle. It doesn't fall. <laughs> Nine. I think you're lucky for me. <laughs> I got a 17 total. Oh. Well, mine didn't stay on the table. <laughs> Seven. Eight. Yeah, Rasmus, you're the only one that notices that you, you see yourself, <clears throat> you hear a little bit more encumberment from Bjorn's yeah. direction as he comes through. <laughs> I just, this whole thing is going to go down with words. In the midst of this, this like, everyone, you know, kind of dealing with the revelation of the name Strahd, I'm just going to look over him and go... <laughs> and I just look at him and go, just kind of squint, <laughs> and then just kind of like tilt my head further. This number, but give it a little sigh and then just let it pass. I do, however, want to head back in there um, briefly now that everything's kind of the library into the, the room, into the, the hidden room. Okay. Um, that key from the desk does it, it? I don't want to reset the the lid, but does it fit the lock? It does not. Okay. Alright, I, I also want to. I'm, I'm going to put the letter down and I also want to go back there. I want to look at this dead body or this skeleton. Um, because I'm going to say it out loud. So we may not be the first people to come here. We may not be the first people to find this room and find this treasure chest. So is who is this person? Is there anything defining on them that I could possibly make out? What's your passive perception test? Nine? Nine. Uh, obviously, that's enough for this. You notice some uh, ratted leather armor. It's not even a complete set. It's basically just a breastplate or what you would consider that in bracers. And on his, the, the skeleton's hip, or where their hip would be, there is a dagger. There's no other carrying on that other hip. There's that little bag of, if you were open to be thieves' tools, like a couple lock picks and things like that. Nothing. nothing and you should take tell. that. As he's, as he's detecting about the, like, that there's no others out here, <laughs> I want to note, too, that, like, when he, him being in there behind this door, somebody had to have put this thing back and all the books up. Like, there wasn't a, like, it wasn't just open with him inside. So there had to be at least plus one here. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but otherwise, I mean, I'm telling them that it looks like a man of no consequence. Well, that's what we can do for him now, anyway. Well, then maybe nothing scaled. we can do for ourselves if what we're dealing with is who I think it is. Let's cross that bridge when we get there. 
There's one more door here, right? You said up a ways a little from the steps. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and head that direction. Okay. I'm going to follow. It's a single door. If you open it and kind of cast your torchlight about, it's a simple bedroom. There are two beds, um, relatively made, you know, kind of someone hastily putting them together. Two little footlocker cabinet or chests at the foot of each bed. If you look to your left, there's another door. Let's check that out. Just another cloak closet or a closet. closet. Nothing yeah. inside. Any canes? No canes. <laughs> yeah. No, you, Any you chests? Some, some tunics, maybe a couple of uh, very plain dresses. Leather pouches. Of white or beige. <laughs> Out, outside of the bed. Butter more gold. Right. Being kind of halfway <laughs> thrown together. <laughs> what is the state of your, like, is, are we looking at dust again? Does this look like it's been recently? No, it's same thing. If you run your hand across the foot, uh, the footboard or running across the footlocker, the chest of the foot, still that thin film of dust. So... We oh found the, the names of these people, right? What was it? it was Elizabeth and Count Lagroff. Count Lagroff so far, and then you saw the letter, or at least you saw the letter from Doctor Moses Friedman. I want to go back into the room with the ghost, just kind of open it and call out to Elizabeth and see if that does anything. Nothing. Slowly close the door, head to check, and go back to the room. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to disturb you. No, you do, you do notice mysteriously enough that as you uh, the silence permeates through this main hall. You only hear the music when you crack open the doors. Okay. Oh. Uh, hmm. So what happens <laughs> if I step into the room and then close the doors behind me? Mm-hmm. Anything? As, as soon as the door latches, you kind of feel like there's a the door is sealed and soundproof. There's nothing coming out. But I'm inside. I mean, the closet oh, behind me. Sorry. Yeah, it, yeah. Same thing. I mean, in terms of the music playing, the ghosts are dancing. There's still still no reaction. Nothing. Well, he's like. Opening the door, walking in, closing it, opening the door, walking out, closing it. It's called research. I walk up behind him, and I'm just kind of like asking him what's going on. And do I notice anything? Like, do I know about any... Quit fucking with the dice. ...lore or background or what have you that would call such a thing? Give me an arcana chip. I don't know what just happened because Lindsay was playing with dice, and I couldn't hear anything. You know, it, you're good. Arcana. Arcana. The cats like to know anything. 16. You know that there are spells that can cause silence in an area. You, you don't know necessarily, at least from what you can tell or how you can sense, there's nothing actively cast in here. Okay. But you do notice, because we're getting a little bit of yucks in, basically the whole bit of the guy being pushed off the balcony in Ace Ventura. When he opens the door, you hear the music. As soon as you oh. see the sliding door close, it goes quiet. Nothing. Okay. You would you would almost as quickly assume it to be magical as you would it to be very hearty oaken doors or wooden doors that just block sound. Okay. So at this point, the stairs don't go any further up, right? They do. Oh, they do. Much the same way as you did previously. You don't see much upstairs. With okay. your dark vision, you see staircase going up. All right. Well, I'm gonna head that direction then. Fine. Just I'll, I'll call out to him and let him know. I'm gonna move up. Following. Same. Same. Before we do, as everyone else runs up, I'm gonna run in there, grab that skeleton, run back to the room with the ghost, throw it down on the floor, and go, anything? No. Just like everybody just goes like the harps and music does slow down for a second, but then picks back up. I'm gonna take the skeleton over to the harpsichord and have his little bone hand start messing with it. <laughs> Again, the harpsichord lid just smacks down, and in fact, because these are bones, it snaps off both hands of the wrist. Will you quit desecrating I'll hold him back in the group and hold his arms and go, I have my hands! And then throw him down, laugh, and walk on. Okay. 
Yeah, you'll hear a little bit of rattle yourself as well as you walk away. The lid lifts back up on the harpsichord. Those hands kind of fall on the bench and just keeps doing his thing. I think for the first time when that happens, Bjorn actually kind of like laughs to himself, like gets a giggle out of it, and then continues to follow Rasmus upstairs. I'm just following, going, look, guys, I'm just trying to keep it light. You know, <laughs> he was the last thing they could take from you. <laughs> party approaches the stairs goes up uh, you feel uh, for the first time since you've been in this house that the torchlight doesn't broach as far as you would expect it to oh here's this shit again you feel uh, a weight upon each of your shoulders as you start stepping toward the landing on the third floor and that's where we'll cut it off oh, oh. stupid bone hands I I should should have seen <laughs> in retrospect I should have said like can anyone give me a hand <laughs> That was an opportunity. I would have yeah, laughed harder. I'll give you a hand. Uh, you so missed. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll see what you didn't do there. What's your AC? <laughs> I'm not asking. <laughs> <laughs> Run over and grab one of the hands and then smack it with it. Oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, those of you listening, thank you for joining us for our first session of the Curse of Strahd's and BZA5 Plays. What's it sound like? Uh, there is uh, much to be found yet on this third floor and beyond of this house inside the mists. I want to say thank you to our players. Thank you to everybody uh, coming together and making sure all this equipment would work as it should. Thank you to Hunter and Sarah for hosting us physically. As much fun as we wish this could continue to be, unfortunately, next week we will be back at our... Uh, regular homes, wherever that may be, on Roll20 and on Discord. So remember to join us uh, by Facebook.com slash Podzilla1985 for the live stream as well as on your audio platform of choice. But better quality next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll all have our individual microphones. Yay. Tomorrow it's an all-new Pro Wrestling Unscripted. All-new Pro Wrestling Unscripted where we were going to talk about something. Yeah, we were definitely mad about something. What was it? That's a good question. Probably wrestling. Yeah, yeah, it's awful. We'll figure it out. Somebody did something. It pissed us off. We're gonna talk about it. <laughs> That's gonna happen. That's on, gonna happen on Thursday. It's Godzilla After Dark, where Lindsay will do something in advance. Well, yeah, I, sure. probably. Maybe. I, I heard we already had a topic. It was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I forgot about that. We talked oh, about this yeah. last week, so it's. I should uh, probably start thinking about this. <clears throat> That's okay. It's five, um, five properties. Uh, media properties that you like, but they have one problem and you know how to fix it. Yeah. So it's a two-part thing. It's something I you like. I don't know how to fix it, huh? That's it. Well, okay, maybe it should just be five properties you like with one problem and then we all figure out how to fix it. Well, I mean, let's say it'd be very easy. Like, one thing is you love the Muppets. How do you fix it? Jim Henson didn't die. Right, there you go. Yeah. Oh. Easy. And it can be very, it's like, you, See, you are omnipotent in this situation. Yeah. You can fix it however you want. Right. And then on Friday, it's... Horse time! <laughs> yes! Kaz, are you still going down? I am going... Yeah, actually, I will. Well. Mm. Mm. I'm not saying anything. All right. That might be interesting. All right. Wait, no, I'm not ending the show. Italian battalion riding that night, I guess. <laughs> and then next Tuesday, we're back uh, in our probably abruptly scheduled time, right? 8.30? Yeah. Well, they All won't right. know that. Because the show will be posted at, like, midnight. Yeah, so. it's fine. It's <laughs> fine. So fuck yeah, you guys. It's fine. That's right. DC85 plays coming back and way next week. Cody, take us out. Let them know what's going on. All right, for those of you on the other side of the mist, you can't hear shit. We'll talk to you later. That ought to hold a little SOBs. Janet. What? All the fonds of the 1995 and <laughs> are SOBs. 1995! <laughs> 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 Jump forward in time. <laughs>